Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Brick. What up, Red Pill? Blue Pill. Tell it. Know the Ledge Radio. Tuesdays and Fridays, let's go. I present you red and blue pill and prescribe you to take them both. They said you need microphones from the virus, I need a host. Know the legend don't cross it, cause you might overdose. Release those yeah. toxins from your conscience. Play the beat through stethoscopes, it's for my folks. The originators, atmospheric pressure raising. Thoughts be constantly in orbit, till my page is out of space. Cosmos, astrological, a star right in your face. Didn't plan it like Pluto, melanated the greatest race. From niggas to gods, it's clearly just a human display. Walking immortal, live forever through these songs I make. Rigatologists, Discover this very deep inside this continent. Okay. They have to pass many courses at their local colleges to study what this naga did. Futuristic shit, 2125, and when that time exists, they will realize who the Messiah is. Let's break the foundation with that fire spit. It's telling yoga flames, I'm on my street fighter shit. I swear I wish my ancestors they ain't find this shit. Transatlantic travel maiden voyage from the cargo pick to picking cotton and sugar cane and then refining it. Trying to restore our dominance. Black power in this motherfucker better know it. Give them the truth, they tell me give them more These black laws, yeah, you better know it. I'm less of a rapper, more of a poet. This my open. Maintain focus as we enter through the pillars of realness. Truth revealing. Tuesdays and Fridays live so you can feel it. Oppress pray every day to hear me kill it. More than just an intro. This was how I'm feeling. We just left the scene's time. And we ain't finished building The sky is the limit We just crash through the ceiling Feel the energy of the crystal speak Spiritually a symphony Charged by the elements for many centuries Libations for our ancestors Keep it spilling beat We evoking the spirits that guard us from our enemies I shape, I create, and I display what I made Give it straight to the people Feel the power in waves Black fist in the sky, but this ain't hip-hop array We're putting pressure on these culture vultures watching decay It's time to take back what's all the monumental display Kings County, only royalty around me, come on! Anthem on the track, live from the land of snakes. With the same nigga playing your wake, wanna give your hands a shake. Bitch, we got bands to make, rubber bands to break. Guns and butter, that land on lake. Got bread, got plans to break the Brooklyn way. When Tony killed Manolo, had to look away. It's a war going on, starting to look like yay. A power war is battle torn, thou should not kill. When diamonds is dancing, spending time in the Hamptons. Building shrines in these mansions Dance from the tropic of cancer The topic of tantra Heavy breathing On top for the mantras Throwing ballads With mandalas encrypted Compile the scriptures Fuck Twitter Only follow the mystics The dons To put hollow in the biscuits Across from the Apollo is the district I'm in the Nile Valley Crocodile Valley The Nays Mori The greatest story The haters worry with the poor me, pity parties Got the porta potty for the shit you kicking The reaction at his best was knee-jerk Creep to put your debut on a t-shirt Niggas co-sign the fuckery These suckers be acting three-fifths of a man Co-sign the Mike Puckerby 
On the low like how the fuck it be, luckily None of these niggas ever fuck with me, fuck a beat My prospect is designed, my mind is ecotically designed A prophet of the time, my pockets is aligned With property for shrines My grind is monopoly, my mind with prophecy in mind I'm in the hideaway, wide awake, listening to chance of roosters Aligned with the mind of Mansa Musa, enhance the future Walls of the Manson future, dabbing in Dubai, we dance the future. With a time to be a scorpion, Kavorkian, to those who don't share the sentiment, death to all you simpletons. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, Brother Blue. I mean, Brother Redfield. Soon to be joined by my co-host for the evening. All right, we probably have a special co-host for the evening. Brother KT may be calling in. But um, first and foremost, what's good with everybody? Thank you for joining us tonight on this very special episode um, of Know the Ledge Radio. And parting us for the time, you know what I mean? I know that we've been very consistent with the 9 p.m. 9 p.m. slot. But as you know, you know, the brothers have been very busy lately. So we're running around dealing with a lot. Like, I could just run down the list. It's about 10 things, you know what I'm saying? And I know how people say, uh, Jack of all trades, master of all none, but we live in a day and an era and an age where this is the age of, this is a renaissance. So this is the age of being multifaceted. This is the age of being multi-talented, you know what I mean? Utilizing and juggling multiple tasks at once. And this is a quickening. So, you know, you can't help it. And I'm, I'm definitely sure that the youth, you know what I'm saying, the youth generation, they can understand what it is that I'm saying. Because you know they're more they're they're very much more um, exposed to that than some of the elders, you know. So we've just been doing a lot, but um, you know we're gonna have our the young guys come through tonight. Uh, we had such a powerful show on Friday. I mean last week with Young Pharaoh on the special on the Wednesday show. All right, shout out to Sarah Sutanetti. Shout out to Young Pharaoh. Shout out to KP the Foundation. Keith Horton. New Era Detroit, Brother Zeke, Ned, and um, everybody, everybody that came through and showed love last week on the show uh, where we brought forth the youth. So the energy has been so powerful that we decided to continue that tonight. So we're going to be opening up the lines for the youth. Uh, first, let me go ahead and open up the line for my co-host in name of the youth. Peace. Call it from the 404-492. Welcome to Nova Less Radio. Peace, peace. What's going on? All is well. All is well. Can you hear me? Am I coming out clear? Yeah, I can hear you clearly. How about me? Yeah, you're coming through very clear. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, KT, the arch degree in the building. Hold on, bro. Hey. What's good? (laughs) What is up, family? What's up, people? Peace. The arch degree, the young God. Oh, man, everything, man. Everything is going on. You know, life is beautiful. What a time to be alive. We in the building. Oh, man, tell me about it. 
I feel, you know what I'm I feel like a bridge. I'm in a real, real interesting position because, like, you know, my 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 peer group, you know, as we came up, mine is like real quick. You know, the next the next crew they're coming through, you know, full fledged. So it's very interesting that I'm in this position of a bridge because everything that this this new wave is talking about is everything I've been on, but it's like now I got a squad with me. You know what I'm saying? It ain't I just mean, me thinking you have it. A, you have a, it ain't yeah, just me saying body. it. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. It's like it's a beautiful thing. Like the whole time they've been listening, they've been studying, they've been getting themselves strong, and then they just started popping up. You know, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So like I look, I look to the future to see where everything is going. Or, or, it's 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 like it 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 almost warms my heart, you know, when I see that you have a student body and people who actually can conceptualize what it is that you're bringing to them. Not only conceptualize it or you know download it, receive it, you know, receive the light, but they can also transmutate it, you know what I mean? They could take that and turn it oh, into man. something. Expound they can reciprocate it, greater. expound That's on right. it, facts, you know, continue building the pyramid, the proverbial pyramid. So we're in these days and times where, you know, what took us multiple years to conceptualize and to, you know, put together in form of not only just information but formula where you're like no i'm doing a plus b that's going to equal z like i'm I'm utilizing these tools to get us forward now from my observation it seems as if the youth are coming in and they're receiving terabytes of information downloads and in, in, in oh, one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. fell swoop oh yeah that's right that's right they ready they ready and they prime man you know what i'm saying i, I see it yeah Indeed. So let the family know while we're talking about the youth and being in their prime and how ready they are, I want you to report to the family about how this weekend was in Detroit because I I like to Uh do follow-ups. You know, we do shows talking about events that are going to occur. It's only right that we close it out, the the, the complete decipher. You feel me? So let the family know in Epilog what took place in Detroit this weekend. Well, you know, for, first off, let me uh, give a big shout out to, to Keith, man. Um, you know, the, the dude is magical. <clears throat> he's he's definitely a master and a professional. You know what I'm saying? Because if you would have seen the location that he got, man, Skillman Library, like it was, it was beautiful. Like it was a straight temple. Like that thing was a giant Masonic temple that they have fronting as a library. And they had the the celestial, like, copper and metallic stars engraved in the wall. And it just, everything just looked decadent and royal. You see what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I roll up in there. It's deep. It's deep. You know, it's over 200 people up in there. It's, it's standing room only. You know, it's packed. Everybody's, like, pollying. You know, everybody's talking. It's a great vibe. I ran into the young guy, young Pharaoh, dude is dressed up like straight up, uh, <laughs> he was dressed up like a straight galactical, uh, part of the galactical warrior priesthood, man, like Melanite Jedi Council. 
you know what I mean? And then he had the two sisters with him, you know, dressed up in harmony. So they was just clean and crisp with the black and gold. Uh, Seti was up in there with the, he had the giant aunt around his neck like he was General Zod. <laughs> he had yeah, General Zod. He had General Zod. He had General Zod on General Sarah's suit and Seti on his Zod shit, man. But nah, just bigger than life, you know what I'm saying? But not not bigger than people, because you know we were in there, we were talking about a real heavy heavy topic, you know. Um, so you know they they had some some poetry started up and they jumped right into it. So um, so I went up there and um, I got into talking about Nice because um, a lot of people don't know about that that goddess of Kemet. And um, even when I put her up on the board. And I was asking everybody who she was. Everybody kept saying, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt. And I was like, no, that's niece. So I went into niece and how niece was the lady of the sycamore and the one who uh, never lifted her garment. She's the virgin. She's the one that actually procreated without anyone, you know, in the stories uh, of antiquity. So I went into that and went into microbiology through it. And um, I probably went through about, about 15, 20 minutes. I had me about a 45, 50-minute stint because, you know, the event was Farrow and Seti. You know, it wasn't it wasn't my event. I was like an opener, you know, so I got, I got some time. So instead of rocking my whole space, there was a lot of – there was a lot of controversy that was going on with the event because it was called the Black Woman is God and there was no women, you know, speaking. Um, and I thought about that immediately, you know, when I found out about it. And um, I thought to myself, I said, it'd be dope if I can actually give my time to somebody so they could speak. But I knew if I did that, I wasn't going to tell anyone because it would turn more into like a spectacle than what it was meant for. So um, when I got about halfway through my presentation, you know, I stopped. And I told everybody, I was like, listen, y'all, this is how I feel. So I told him, I was like, look, y'all need to hear, y'all need to hear, not only do y'all need to hear a woman today, if we're talking about the black woman as God, but we need to be right. here, we need to hear from a woman who represents the youth, somebody who's from this community, somebody that y'all know, you know what I mean, that y'all might not know too much about that can speak the voice, you know, of the youth to you. So, you know, that's what I did. And I brought a sister up there and she did her thing. Like she... She dropped some some real heavy science on there. It's going to be on the video, obviously, or whatever clips they end up putting up. And, um, you know, she she made some real valid points. And um, the people loved it. That's what they wanted, you know. And I figured that would be a great warm-up for the young guy to get that energy out of the air. You know what I mean? Like, people were still coming to listen. Don't get me wrong. People were coming to support. But, you know, there was still that kind of extra on the back burner, like, you know, why isn't there a woman speaking? So I figure if I could offer that, that can kind of clear the air, then everybody's minds could be open to properly receive what the what young Farrah and what said he had to say. So, you know, I figure everybody would win from it, and it, and it went well, you know. So <clears throat> we went through we went through that, and um, okay, let me give you obligatory. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That was dope. 
Nah, 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 man. You know, it, it was it was what needed to be done in my book. You know what I mean? Like I said, I did that for everybody, man. I, I figured everybody would benefit from it, so I, I put it on. I put it up in there. You know, so after uh, after she came came off, they introduced uh, Pharaoh. Your boy came up with the um, he had the scorpion mask from Mortal Kombat, son. He had the first of all, like I said, he had like the Jedi Council African Galactical garb on, but then he had the Scorpio mask, and he had a heart in his hand, <laughs> and he brought the youth up there with him, and um. And pretty much initiated them in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna, he'll be able to give you a play by play better than me. I'm just kind of giving you all like a teaser. So then let's do this then. Without any further ado, call us from the seven one six four two four. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace, peace, peace. G, you can hear me clear. There you go. Ah. Young guy, what's going on? How y'all doing tonight? Oh, we doing great, brother. Yeah, we better now. We good, brother. Yeah, How you? I'm good. I'm good. I, um, I know I hear a brother breaking down how I had the scorpion mask on with the heart. <laughs> the king. He said I had it. He said I had a Jedi council guy. <laughs> no doubt. That's right. Looking at the melanite Jedi council on, man. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. The um. The um dashiki outfit I had on came straight from Africa. My brother in Ghana made it for me. Um, nice. He also he also made me a custom a customized one too. I ain't I ain't I ain't pull that one out yet, but I will. It's uh all white pants with a blue and white dashiki shirt, and they got a giant arrow stitch on it. Uh, you feel me? The, um, that looks majestic. You know what I mean? You look like you did. You did look like you beamed down from somewhere. That's what I'm saying, son. <laughs> even even the spot, like I told him, the location we was in looked like a temple. Like it was in no regular library. You know what I'm saying? Like it. it was somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah, I that's right. Like... How, how did it How did it feel, brother Pharaoh, to get out there in Detroit? First and foremost, when you touched down, how did that energy feel when you touched down in Detroit? So you can definitely feel in the air that Detroit. Is a rebellious city. Like you can feel that the people, like um, long story short, the media can talk shit all they want about Detroit, but you can feel that the majority of the black people in Detroit are awakened. And when we say awakened, that don't mean you have to be a scholar, but they know that they know who they are and they know what it is. They're they know who they are. That's right. Right. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. So when I came to Detroit, I bet it wasn't like. I felt like I fitted right in. Like, it wasn't like I had to be like, oh, my goodness, look at these Negroes. So, Detroit was definitely a, a powerful city. It was a, um, you could just feel it, you know? Because I, I, I've been places. In some places, I'd be like, God damn, like, I need to come back here 12 times. But with Detroit, it's like, we already trained to go. They already ready in Detroit. So, yeah, it was they real TTG all day. Yeah, that's right. I said I was like, yo, I was like, if we had kingdoms, like, you know, I watched Game of Thrones and I studied the medieval um, history. So I said, we still have kingdoms. Our cities have become kingdoms. So if we were, they would have a, we would have a kingdom, you would have the kingdom where you had your scholars, the business and merchants would be amongst them. 
the intellectual, and all of them would be there, and they would be protected by mercenaries. Those would be those warriors. But then you had kingdoms with a whole damn kingdom of mercenaries and warriors and scholars as well, but definitely warriors. I said Detroit, Philly, um, Chicago, you know what I'm saying, some parts of the south, some parts in Atlanta, Houston. These would be places that those would, those kingdoms would be that. Exactly. And they wouldn't I, be necessarily interested in being mad deep. They just want to get busy. Right. They like me. They ready yeah. for the shit. They ain't with the talking. They ready for the. They're ready for the change. Love talking about yeah. the change. But yeah, yeah, it was, do it. Yeah, it was. It was amazing though. You know, for the people who um couldn't be there, I'm gonna try to take you step by step. You know, through the process. I mean, I touched down immediately. I linked up with Fetty. You know, we was Fetty actually met me at the hotel. We spent about hour and a half just, you know, kicking it, chopping it up. Shoot, I went to sleep. So I'm, I went to sleep. He went to sleep, woke up, arrived at the event. Um, like the brother said, he did his thing. A queen did her thing, started off with some poetry. And then um, right before study, he was the um, last speaker. It was me. So I'm like, man, when I came, I'm like, when I come out, I'm bringing a, um, and it's, it's I ain't going to say it's crazy, but. It's not a coincidence. Like, every lecture I do, um, there's a kid who, like, he knows me. Like, I'm talking about he's quoting things off my videos. Like, he knows me. Before the lecture had started, um, a boy had ran up on me. I don't know how old he is, but y'all can see the pictures actually on my uh, Facebook. If you go just type in Young Pharaoh in the search bar, it's a like page, or you can go to uh, Facebook.com slash Pharaoh a lot. And I threw the picture up of me holding him up at the end of the lecture. But long story short, before the lecture started, he ran up on me. Oh, you young Phil. You know, we started kicking it. So I was like, I had the Mortal Kombat mask and the heart, and I had signed the inside of the mask, and I signed the heart before I had even came. And it's an official mask. This shit was like $98 on eBay. Like, this shit was a, this is an official-ass Scorpion Mortal Kombat mask. And uh, I brought it because I'm like, you know, I'm a... Uh, I noticed that it's always use at my lecture, so I'm like, you know, people always want to give away books and shit. I'm like, fuck that. Kids don't like kids like the same shit I like when I was a kid. Everybody like Mortal Kombat, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna sign a Mortal Kombat match in the heart, and I'm gonna kick it to the next kid that attracts to me at my lecture. So he was, it was many kids there, but he was, he ran up on me, so I said, I, right, it's him. So me and him, you know, we was just kicking it probably for like 15 minutes periodically. In the hallway, I spoke with his mom, took some pictures, brother, all his, his older brother. So when I came out, um, I had made this song called Black Power, and I got Teddy speaking on the front. And then, you know, boom, as I come out, I got the Mortal Kombat mask. I got the heart raised up. So once I got to the front, like I was about to give a, uh, like a little, like I was going to give a little speech, I called the boy. His name was Daniel. So I said, where's Daniel at? Put your hand up. So I had to call him like about ten times because he probably ain't. He probably was struck like, oh shit, he calling me. So I'm like, where Daniel at? Where Daniel at? So I'm like, put your hand up, Daniel. So when he put his hand up, I said, come here, man. So he ran all the way down the aisle, and then when he came to the front, uh, I told him, I said, um, I was like, um, who is the black woman? So he like the black woman is God, 
da da da. So I gave him the mask and I said, uh, the mask is for the the warrior spirit, and the heart is for the um for those who disrespect the black woman. And I gave him the mask and the heart, and he was like, can I have it? I'm like, yeah, this is yours, and it's signed and everything. So boom, he was like, can I say something? So I gave him the mic, and that motherfucker starts he started going off. Like the black woman is God. And da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, look at him. So then he gave me back the mic. He ran off with the uh, mask and the heart. And I started to uh, get a lecture. Then after that, um, Seti came in, gave his lecture. Then I, um, after the total event, you know, we went to, um, correct me if I'm saying the, the, the um, name wrong, brother, but it was Naughty's, I believe. We went to a place called Naughty's. It's a uh, bookstore. Who? Yeah, Naughty's. Nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah, me 90s. that in my home. Right, right, right. We went to 90s, which I believe I would be correct in saying it's like a bookstore slash restaurant slash damn near it looked like a poetry club. It's a beautiful place that I will be referring it's a, it's to. It's a Stargate. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a Stargate. That's what that place <laughs> is. Yeah, so yeah. we went there. We went there. Uh Everybody went there after the lecture for Q&A, but first we ate some vegan food. You know, we were just kicking it with the people. Like, everybody who was damn there, everybody who was at the lecture was there. We were just in the crowd talking to the people. Me and Seti did Q&A. Um, it was just real beautiful, you know. It was real beautiful in Detroit. And like I tell people all the time, you know, like, um, of course, Seti, but just speaking for me, when I do lectures, you know, I, I let motherfuckers walk up on me. You can talk to me. You, I don't act like get away from me. Like so, it's like it was real good in Detroit because it naturally was already set how I how I deal with people anyway. Because you know sometimes people will be like, "Oh, young Pharaoh, we um we 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 want you to come out and speak at our event." So it won't be my event. But when I go to speak, I'm a people person. Like after the event, I won't immediately leave. I'll stay in the parking lot, talk to people. You know, answer questions, and then some people would just be on some. Oh, let's hurry up and get the fuck out of here. So it was, it was good for me being in Detroit and seeing how they give it up because they was exactly on the wave I was on. We was kick. Everybody was interacting with the people, and that's what I like because I don't like fake ass shit and I don't act like I'm a celebrity. You know, so it, it was perfect for me in the atmosphere and just being with everybody from uh, BPC and New Era Detroit and Seti and them because they gave it up exactly how I gave it up. So the lecture was great. Um, the question and answers after at nineties was great. Everything was great. Oh, and of course, uh in the in the uh to make y'all laugh before I go, I want y'all to picture this. You got young Pharaoh and uh Sarah Sue and Seti doing question and answer, right? And then you have a brother stand up to ask a question. And he had the nerve to say, basically, it's not about race. So basically, sublimely defending the white man. So y'all can imagine what happened when Seti grabbed a mic from me after that. It got crazy up there. It got crazy up in there. Yeah, shit got crazy. But uh, bombs start flying. Hey, hey, look, yeah, mother. Yeah, I already yeah. know. I mean, when lions get provoked, they gonna attack. And at this point, where we're, where we're at. We don't have to apologize for telling the truth. And you know what the truth is. So if the truth hurts, they just going to get hurt. But they got to get hurt so the other people that are there don't get infected with the crackatosis and all that bullshit they trying to bring to the party. You know what I mean? It's about to be zero tolerance. 
Like that's right. Shit is getting and I'm real just like, tight. I'm just like you got to know where you at sometimes because, like I said, we teach the truth. The truth ain't racist. It just seems a little uh, untainted because the white man hid it for so long. But I'm just like, you don't come to no young Pharaoh and a SETI lecture trying <laughs> to get us to trying to get us to see the white man's side and have a, a soft spot for him. Like that shit was crazy. Like I was just like I can't believe this motherfucker even tried that. I'm like, oh, said he was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, carry that mind, carry that mind. Look, went crazy. <laughs> but um, it was a, it was a successful event. And for those who are in New York City, um, hold on, I'm pulling the address up right now for this weekend. Matter of fact, I'm giving a lecture. Yeah, let them know about that. Yeah, I'm giving a lecture at the address of 168 Ralph Avenue. Brooklyn, New York, zip code 11233. Once again, that's 168 Ralph Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 116, I mean 11233. And uh, this lecture is going to be on the Anunnaki, but I'm not coming from the, uh, it's going to be on the Anunnaki and the Nibiru point of view, but we're not coming from the point of view of which people who think they know what they're talking about. We're going to break down how, I'm going to be breaking down how Egypt was civilized long before Samaria and how the Sumerian story of Anu, uh, Inki, and Enlil is actually a remix story of Newt or Neith, as the brother was saying, Gab and Shu, mm-hmm. and how when you see Ra depicted with the wings um, in some depictions, that's actually Planet Nibiru, and when you look at Planet Nibiru on the NASA um, photography or satellite um, pictures, it actually has a, a, um, a dust cloud that is dragging with it that actually looks like wings, and I also break down how there was a um, scroll that was hidden by the Nevadican called the Thule Papyrus, which was created by Pharaoh Thutmose III during the 18th dynasty, which actually records him speaking on him actually seeing UFOs as well as Planet Nibiru in its return of the Aquarium. So we're going to get into the real motherfucking uh, science during this lecture. Y'all don't want to miss this because y'all know I go in. And uh, also, I'll be on 125th with Sinetta on Friday out there on the street doing my thing. Y'all want to come holler at me, come holler at me. And Sunday, yes, uh, I'll be giving a presentation on the couch. So I'm going to be in New York City this weekend giving a whole lot of information. So with that being said, That's y'all in New York City, get with Indeed. Um, you're going to be there on Saturday when we do the press conference? Um, It depends on what time that is. Okay, I believe that's two o'clock. Yeah, two p in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I should. Um. Yeah. I want to say yes because I'm actually the event that I'm at is actually a night event. It's actually from seven p.m. to twelve p.m. But I'm not coming on to speak till nine p.m. to give my lecture. My oh, Harlem. nah. So, everybody. Yeah, because everybody from Harlem is gonna mob. We all come in the BK. So after the two p, you know, at the two p.m. event. Just to let the family know, family, we are all holding a press conference on 125th Street Saturday at 2 p.m. It's going to be House of Consciousness, UGR, Black Magic 363, KTL, Notalege Media, Baba TV, Doggy Diamonds TV. Um, I'm, I think Star from Shot 97 is going to be there and is going to be a press conference about the Africa Bambada situation. So this is media. This is not friends or whatever. This is the media, the black media, demanding that our brother 
and his accusers. He stands he stands for his accusers. And, you know, we settle this in our community, not in the Europeans' community, not in their courts, not in their media, not in the Rolling Stones, nowhere but the platforms that we have built on our backs over these um, decades. So, you know what I'm saying? It's an open invitation to everybody to come through. It's going to be huge. You know what I mean? But um, it's a moment in consciousness as we move forward and as we grow, you know what I mean, and as certain codes of conduct and rules of engagement and other things get completely laid out, you know. So. That's right. So, yeah, yeah Brother um, Farrell, yeah, it's good to see you on your, you know what I'm saying, you on, you on your campaign. You know, you're moving. As long as you're moving, everything is, you know, the whole world is yours. It's when people get stagnated, places like purgatory. You feel what I'm saying? When you're stuck in a place where they take your freedom and you can't move or you're in your living room or you're in your basement scared that the world is going to end or scared of the white man or mad at the white man so you don't want to do nothing. People just There's people that just stay in their living room and don't do anything and just critique and talk about what everybody that's in the streets are doing, you know. But to see you moving around, make going to city to city, letting them know that you're a real one, you know, and that you got the – and you're the voice of the youth. You're speaking for the youth. Like our guest tonight, young Marcus, his brother is a dynamic, um, you know, young god who is uh, – he's definitely making his way. You know, the people are the pe- people are letting it be known. You know, that son is here. So, Marcus, press one, so we can open up your line and get you. You know what I mean? Get you in here. But um, definitely, Pharaoh, let them know again what's the website and where it is that they can reach you at on the social media in case anybody's hearing this for the first time. That's right. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at Young Pharaoh. It's going to be a like page. You're going to see a, I got a golden black default picture. If you can't find it in the search bar, just go to facebook.com slash Allah. That's P-H-A-R-A-O-H-A-L-L-A-H. And no, I'm not a Muslim. Um, for my Instagram or my Twitter, these are the same exact, uh, this is the same exact username. So to reach me on Instagram or Twitter, it's Pharaoh underscore Allah. So that's P-H-A-R-A-O-H underscore A-L-L-A-H. With that being said, family, um, you want to contact me, Um, you have an event, you want me to come speak, anything, you want to get in contact with me, period, you can reach me at any of my social media sites, and um, we can go from there. No doubt. D, D, brother. I'm going to go ahead and open up our guest tonight's line. You know young Marcus, right? Yeah, I know the brother. Call from the 347-938. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Peace, King. Peace, Farrell. What's good, everybody? Peace, peace. 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 What's going on? Yeah, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, for me. Um, the studying and whatnot. Farrell was building. Um, shout out to, I mean, big ups to you, Farrell, for me. I see you doing big things. You on your campaign. You on your game. So that's all about. Um, as far as I go, uh, i just been studying. I've been working on me, self-improvement and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You know, know, it's it's all love and respect over here. 
Yeah, most definitely. Um, my my knowledge base so far, I've been strictly focused on the science and whatnot. Um, I've been working with these. I've been working with these websites, uh, learning programming and whatnot. I'm trying to learn the fourth programming language. I've really just been in my bag with the knowledge, trying to figure out different ways to put money in my pocket, learn the sciences, and you know, help my people. Uh, I ain't really been on camera too much lately, cause I mean. I don't know. I, I I more or less just wanna. I don't wanna be seen talking too much. I wanna manifest. So I I just been in my bag studying. I just wanna produce something. That's right. Yeah, I think that's a, um. I think that's a big topic in our community. Uh, it should be at least. Uh, we got all these. We got all these so-called scholars, and with all these scholars here, we haven't seen or we can't look back. At any tangible results, that's the byproduct of the conscious community, and I mean the conscious community in totality. Um, and we've been around for a while, so I think I think that's a little disappointing. But black people, us in general, we got out of money. It's, no, it's really no excuses on our part, on the conscious community's part. We could produce something. We can erect them. We could erect, we could erect some kind of institution. We could. Give we could bring we could give our people jobs. You know, people say black people don't got money, and I wouldn't necessarily say that because we spend two times as much money as white people. So we must got we must have some kind of money. Uh, you know, our business practices just haven't been the wisest, and the way we manipulate our money just hasn't been the wisest. So, um, a room that fills up the national black theater, uh, the national black theater in two years or maybe less should be able to open up a school. That small of a room could probably open up a school. Maybe not the biggest school, not a university, but that small of a room mm-hmm. could probably open up a school. But our people have, I feel, this is the only thing that's disappointing to me. Well, it's a couple of things, but as of right now, like um, one of my biggest problems with being in the community is that our people haven't come together as a collective. These Europeans, these crackers, they got the European Union. They literally have what's called the European Union, meaning that if there's a problem, these crackers come together to fix what it is. These crackers come together to fix what the problem is. No matter their differences, no matter the differentiation of culture, they come together to fix whatever the problem is. Um, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, the House of Consciousness has no building, no institution that we can call ours, where we can go if we just want to hear some knowledge or get some books because you got to think about it. So I've never been in this game for years on end. A couple brothers been in this game for years on end. So how come we don't got the Hebrew Israelites, the Nation of Islam, New Covenant, all these different factions of the House of Consciousness? How come we don't have them pull their money together in order to erect one major institution for all different factions of whatever doctrine to come to that store to support black business? We don't, we don't have it. I think... I think most definitely, I think most definitely what's required uh, is a collective effort to produce something. Because at the end of the day, um, a lot of people say, you know, you guys support black business. But even then, I'm not necessarily so um, inclined to, to gravitate towards that. I mean, when someone says you'll support black business, of course I will. Um, I'd rather put my hands a black man's dollar than a white man's dollar. But I'd much rather put my hands in a white man's dollar 
than put my hands in a black man's dollar that's going to hurt me. Because I, I would rather have an enemy that I know is going to hurt me as opposed to an enemy that I don't know is going to hurt me. And I'm indecisive about whether he's going to do something wrong or right with my money. Um, you you got a lot of black brothers. They, they own business institutions. You get them your money, but they go and, they go and receive your money and fund another war against you. So I don't necessarily think it's um I don't necessarily think it's, you know, the color of the person you give your money to. I think it's who you give your money to. Like we, we giving our money to a lot of black brothers but they're not erecting or they're not doing anything with our money. Um, a lot of times we think we're supporting a black business and and it's and it's producing something efficient. And don't get me wrong, I would love to support black businesses all the time. But it's not really the person who you support, it's the mentality they possess. So if you're supporting a black man that's an Uncle Tom, best believe he's gonna turn against your community or he's not gonna support you. He's not gonna support your community whatsoever. So I think people we know have the mentality to erect something or to give something back to the neighborhood or to help the neighborhood in some way, shape or form are the people we should support. Uh we have this tolerance for unconscious people that precipitates the community in general feeling that they could just support any old person. I feel that we should make it incumbent upon anyone who owns a black business to have a certain level of consciousness. Otherwise, it's it's pointless. To, it's pointless supporting your business because we don't know where you're allocating your wealth. We don't know where you're allocating your resources. You could just be taking our money and pulling it into some white institutions so that they could support the war against us. So I definitely think that the people we do know have some kind of intellect, have some kind of consciousness should come together and erect an institution for the embedment of um, of black people. And I think we're more than capable of doing it. We got um, the Nation of Islam. We know how much money a brother from the mosque could pull in. We got the Moorish brothers. Um, we know how much money they could pull in. We got New Covenant. We know how much money, well, we don't know precisely, but everybody in general, we know they could pull in some money, is what I'm saying. And I'm, I, I promise you, a room that's big enough to fill up the National Black Theater, we could open up a school. We could open up a mall. It might not be the biggest school. It might not be the biggest mall. But we could open something up. Our people have just failed to come together as a collective. It's too much procrastinating. Um, and that's really what I'm tired of. Like, I'm only 17, and I've been around barely a little while. And already energy is rubbing off on me where I'm intolerant of us not producing anything. We have nothing to speak for ourselves. At the end of the day, once we leave here, all we're going to have is DVDs and a bunch of rhetoric. And it makes us look weak because um, if someone would have hit you, the first thing you do is hit them back, right? But then when you can't hit them back, you talk about what they did to you and you try to get someone else to fight your fight for you. Black people have been doing a lot of talk about what the white man has done to us and we're trying to get other people, or we're trying to put the incentive in other people to fight our fight for us. And I don't think that's going to happen. So we have to be extremely realistic and erect an institution. This is sad. The House of Consciousness should have at least three stores by now, at least. Yo, I want to uh, I want to jump in right behind Brother Marcus to say this. Because Hello? this might be a little... Uh, this might be a little off, but I want to take uh, I want to take the time to say this. Young Pharaoh is a renegade, and what do I mean by that? I'm I'm a lone samurai, okay. So this is for because I don't I don't really get a chance to say this how I want to. So for anybody listening, who may be a troller or somebody who you know who you are, don't stop associating yeah. with people, yo. 
Stop associating me with shit that you don't know. I'm S. West. Young Pharaoh has his own uh, energy. I don't like to say organization because I'm like water. I'm not organized. I'm just being ready to smash. So with that being said, I have my own energy that I'm using to create something for black people. Stop putting my name on uh, things that other people created. If you see me go on uh, Sinetta's count, if you see me go on 125th, I'm teaching. I'm a teacher. Other than that, don't, don't, I'm my own man. I don't like people, y'all, people keep trying to glue me to other people's artwork, and I, it, I don't like that. I'm my own man. And uh, one thing I want to say behind Brother Marcus is if anybody does have the um, financial <coughs> abilities to heal our people and they don't, then that should be obvious to understand and we should get from that. But what I do want to say about black people is um, a teacher is supposed to teach you, but you can't forget that you're supposed to go out and apply the information. So our people are yeah. fucked up because we become so dependent on a motherfucker that leaves you that you just want them to do your job too. See, one thing, like I'm going to use myself as an example. Young Pharaoh is here to give you the information and the motivation to change your life. I'm not here to change your motherfucking life. So don't be, I don't want to hear in the future y'all talking about something. What has Young Pharaoh did for me? I ain't do nothing for your motherfucking ass, and I wasn't supposed to. I gave you all the information, and when it comes to money, you know my Right, and when it uh when it comes to money, don't be talking about some young Pharaoh ain't putting no money in my pocket, cause young Pharaoh the one who told everybody to quit their jobs and let the system crash. So I'm not here to tell you to get your liberation by money. So I want to put this blatantly on here now that our people need to stop falling in love with who they idolize, because a lot of people will become so dependent upon a, a, a teacher that you forget that you're supposed to take the information and apply it. So I just want the people to know that. Um, the point that Marcus stated was great, but you can't be mad at a motherfucker for not changing your life when you never not had the power to change your own self. That's like being mad at me for not giving you some food when you can get your ass up and go out and search the land and get your own dinner. So my thing is, take the effort. Yeah, take the take the information that you get from people who have it to give, but don't depend on them to change your life because half of it, like I, I'm, I always use myself. Half of the people who watch me, I don't even know you exist. Now, do that mean I don't care about you? No. But it's just like, how do you expect me to directly do something for you, and I don't even know you motherfucking exist? So then you be mad at me for saying, in the future, you're going to try to be mad at me and say, your girl ain't never did nothing for me. Motherfucker, I don't know you even bringing it on the planet. I don't know. Exactly. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, was, to add commentary. Hello? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, who's yeah. this? Uh, nah, this is me, Brother Marcus. Um, oh, Marcus. I agree. I agree very much. Uh, I definitely do. But um, I wouldn't even call it a point of contention. Just to add to that, uh, we are or we're aspiring to be men of the people. So, for instance, you are for black people. Um, That's right. You are for them, and so you'll erect institutions to help them. So long story short, um, I definitely agree with you. Uh, if I don't know you, how can I help you? I can only provide the incentive for you to help yourself because at the end of the day, exactly. 
All change starts with you. All progress in your life starts with you. However, and because we're not trying to help the black people that don't want to help themselves, we're helping the black people. I mean, we're helping all black people in general, but we're never going to help black people or people in general that don't want to help themselves. That's impossible. The people that actually come to the lectures are people that are seeking help for themselves. So <laughs> being men of the people would, or aspiring men of the people would try to erect an institution for the people so that they can allocate their dollar to something that's in their benefit or to someone who, who is in their benefit. So don't get me wrong. Um, like you said, Farrell, you got a whole bunch of subscribers on YouTube and you give them the incentive to change their life by giving them the information that you give them. And the fact that they're on your YouTube channel already means that they're there to change something within themselves, whether it's to add more knowledge and go from a state of lesser knowing to more knowing, you give them the incentive to change themselves. However, you declaring that you are a man of the people requires you or puts the onus upon you to erect an institution for the people. Whether you profit and they profit as well, it doesn't matter. It just has to be all right, for all right, the now, people. Brother, I, gotta, I don't want to be rude, but I have to kind of clean up what you just said because when it comes to religion, you have an idol and you have a doctrine. So mm-hmm. how can I tell people to see themselves as, as God, but then in the same hand, um, whether directly or indirectly, tell them to see me as their way out and follow my doctrine. So to kind of clean up what you said, I have to stand firm on my basis, on my premises of telling people that I am not your God, I am not your Savior. You are your own Savior. And yeah. as I understand the perspective you're coming from when you said, People come to the lectures and they want to change themselves and where to place their dollar. But that's why I carefully make sure I just stated that I teach people, fuck that dollar. So my thing is, if you on Young Pharaoh's YouTube, then you know you already have all the incentive you need to do what you got to do to change this world. You have the information and you have the blueprint, which is fuck that dollar. So my thing is, if we want to teach people not to follow people, and be their own gods and goddesses, then I have to, by default, tell people not to follow me as well. Because a lot of, because, um, like, just to drop a, a statement to get people to understand it, you, 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 you can say, um, just to give you an analogy, you can say, yes, there are chosen ones, but there are many ones that are chosen. So with that being said, who the fuck am I to tell people to follow me? All I can do is tell people, hey, I have some of what it is you need because at the end of the day, I would be lying if I told people I was fully liberated because I'm still fighting the same motherfuckers that I'm telling my people they need to be fighting. So why would I tell somebody to follow me out of a situation that I'm not fully liberated out of? Because if I was, the world would be way the fuck different. So my can I, can I, please? I, have, I have to yeah, I have to stay humble and tell people, don't you follow Young Pharaoh, and don't you expect Young Pharaoh to change your motherfucking life? Because Young Pharaoh's still fighting his own fight. So it, it, my thing is just, I'm here to tell people, here's what you need to do, here's how you do it. If you expect me to come do it for you, then you out of your motherfucking mind. And when it comes to people investing their money, I think they're always going to be disappointed at at investing their money 
in people who blatantly are showing you they're not invested back in you. So, not to um, directly throw shots, but you name some organizations. Motherfuckers see who I've been arguing with and making videos and, and going back and forth with. So, when it comes to our people, um, they know what I teach. I teach that as a whole, we need to abandon our back on money. But individually, until our whole race joins in, if you do use money, use it to stay afloat and become comfortable. But I think that our people deserve everything they get when they invest their money in black people who don't invest back because it's not the first fucking time you did it. So the first time is shame on them. The, the 17th fucking time is shame on you. So, so now, I think it's, yeah. Um, so now, uh, just to add to it, I don't, uh, I definitely just feel like, um, at the end of the day, um, there should be a following in a sense, because, (coughs) (coughs) pardon me, I got a cold, but I definitely feel like there should be a following in a sense, Uh, not upon your discretion, though, but upon the people's discretion. So, for instance, if I present a certain amount of information to you, um, I don't have to tell you to follow me, but if it resonates with you, you are going to follow me. You are going to follow my lead, and you are going to mimic or emulate my character. Maybe not to the fullest capacity, but to a certain capacity. So, for instance, if, like, you've gained quite a YouTube following, right? So now, the reason they call this a following is because maybe not everybody on the channel, but the majority of the channel agrees with what you're saying and what you're saying resonates with the people on that channel. Now, if Young Pharaoh was to try to um, enter some kind of endeavor, those people would say, all right, what do you need, young Pharaoh? Because we trust in you, because we see your potential, and we're willing to invest in you or invest um, our faith in you, and as well as our dollar, so that you can erect whatever you're trying to erect. So the following is going to happen naturally. When you, um, when, when you have a certain message and the message resonates with the people, the following is definitely going to happen. In regards to what you were saying with, um, the, in regards to what you were saying with the money and whatnot, um. I feel that the dollar is definitely effective. Uh, I, I truly do. In an institution or in a country or within the context of an American society that is not supportive of your existence and you're putting your dollar into um, into their economy, you're only supporting their war and their ammunition against you. However, to thrive in this society, to because think about it, um, you have your, your, most of your followers, or the majority of your followers, are black. So now, if the majority of your followers are black, seventy-seven point seven percent of America is white. So if seventy-seven point seven percent of America is white, and fourteen point one percent of America is black. And let's just say hypothetically, all black people decide to um to to stop working and stop giving the government their dollar. They still have that other. They still have that other seventy-seven point seven percent of people. Who can thrive this economy devoid of black people? I don't, I don't agree. Need... I don't agree. I don't agree with them statistics at all. But I understand what you're saying. And like I said, I ain't. We ain't going. I ain't here to turn this into a debate. Oh no, I most definitely agree. not. Yeah, yeah. But I don't agree that white people um, occupy America by 77 percent. Um, not not by five. And uh, also, um, so, so I'm curious, brother. I'm I'm just curious. So. Because um, these are statistics for me, but if you wouldn't identify, no statistics, statistics don't get it twisted. Because 
just because they, they say it's true don't mean it's true. They said the fucking earth, they show you the map, but we see that the map was really upside down. They lie about a lot of shit. They say that white people mm-hmm. have the most, have the lowest rate, I mean, have the highest um, IRA's negative blood factor, but they lied about that. So just because they so, say they occupy seven, they, they fucking draw Africa on the map and say it's one of the smallest continents when really every continent could fit in it damn near twice. So they lie about a lot of shit. So just so my they brother. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I heard you. My brother, um, I, 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 okay, so for instance, it's easy for us to make a claim. Like, I can say um, the sky is purple, right? And um, say in the hypothetical universe, we've never seen the sky. It's easy for us to make a claim, but we have to have a, um, some kind of means to substantiate our claim. So now, um, in regards to me making a claim of, you know, uh, black people being unable to destroy the economy of America by quitting their jobs, I substantiated it through the means of statistics. So now, if you were to say... Um, Everything they say isn't true, or just because um, they say something, it doesn't mean it's true. I agree with you because statistically, when you deal with humans and they say something, the majority of the time, what they're saying isn't true. Whether you're white, black, people lie a lot. So now, what I'm asking you to do is substantiate the means through which, or give me some other method through which you've gathered the, let's not say statistics, but the um, what do they call it? The demographic of who's white and who's black and who's Hispanic. Because the statistics or the statistics I have says that 77.7% of America is white. 62.9% of that is um, Hispanic whites. And um, 14.1% of America is black. And then the rest, uh, I think seven, the rest of the 17.1% is what they call others. Okay. I'm glad. I've seen black people everywhere I went. Um, yeah, and and that's a fact, um, and you see um, white people you, as well. When you want to deal with with um statistics on that, first of all, we got to understand that in the year 2000, the federal government passed the census, automatically declaring anyone of Latin American, Hispanic, or um yeah Latin Latin American or Hispanic descent as white, in order to boost their ethnicity percentage. So. The 77% of white people that you're seeing is not even all actually white. They've actually combined themselves with what they call the Hispanic community. And you can go look this up. This was a, a law passed by the FBI in 2000. No, no, look but at my brother. When you, hold on, hold on. You're saying mm-hmm. where you get the statistics from. So when you say that 77% of America is white, you have to understand that that 77% that you're saying is not even white people. Those are Hispanic people combined with white. Now, how do I know this to be true? Because not only have I researched it, I've been to prison, and I know Spanish people who have a prison ID that says it's white. I've seen people argue with sergeants and say, nigga, I'm not white. I'm from Puerto Rico. And the sergeant has to explain to them that according to the new FBI, (laughs) nigga, you're white. So we have to understand that white people lie about the total population that they are over the world so that they can continue to think that you're the minority. We understand that in any given state, you have more people, more black people in prison, let alone on the street, in prison, than there are white people in the entire county. So when we deal with the Almanac, like I was saying, when you're dealing with the 2015 Almanac, like I have right here in my drawer, and you break down the percentages of of white people versus black people because it also tells you what is the highest 
um, religion or belief practice in any state, when you're dealing with um, the almanac, the almanac breaks down the percentage of racial people in jail and in the state, and the almanac does not say 77% of white um, people in America is white. The highest people, in a, the highest percentage of people in America are in order, black people, Hispanic people, uh, white people, and then Asian people, and then other. And then once again, in order to boost their rates or in order to boost their um, percentage of how much they popular, of how much of the um, this country that they populate in 2000, you can go look this up. They passed that census. The FBI passed the census, saying that if you are of Hispanic or Latin American descent, you will automatically be classified white nationwide in order to make white people not look inferior. So that's why I'm telling you, these motherfuckers lie about everything because. White people do not want you to revolt. They don't so, want you to revolt. I'm, no. I'm in agreement with Young. I just put on record. I'm in agreement with Young Farrow was saying as as it regards to the buffering of the numbers. Marcus, we, I definitely want to build more on that. You feel me? Because we could show you some evidence of why they are classifying people of non-white descent as white to boost their numbers because they can never let people who they, are, who they are identifying as minors ever, ever in their mind think that they're the majority. But we're saying from field study research and from other things that we know, everywhere that we go, we are the majority, people of color. There are, there are a lot of, quote, unquote, white people everywhere. They're always around, but they're not a majority. Let's, ne- let, let's, never, let's never think that. America is not majority white. So now, um, uh, because I don't, because, because I mean, because I haven't substantiated this, because I haven't researched this for myself, I won't necessarily identify um, or, or subscribe to what with what with what Young Farrell is saying. But what I will say is, if um, if there are more um, more people other than white people, if put it like this. If white people are the minority on um in America and and Hispanics have been classified as white or or, or there are more blacks and Hispanics than there are white people, um, then what I wanna ask is, um, do you think a Hispanic man would try to uh or would support a a, a black problem or do you think a Hispanic man would um would uh defend uh black problems and personally i do i think a hispanic man would defend black problems and i don't think the majority of white people would but i think certain white people would defend black problems but in the same breath how many hispanic people have taken the time out to go study black problems and to go study uh you know what's going on with our situation because to be honest with you um they're not necessarily targeted as much as we are. They're not targeted nowhere near as much as we are. So even if we decided well, to stop working... Right. Spanish people know history other than what black history... Black people know. Spanish people know who the conquistadors are. Spanish people know why the conditions of quote-unquote black people are. They're looking at it from a whole other angle. And you're looking at the... They know that you oppress. And they know that this is a caste system. And they know that some of them... They know in this caste system, there's a light 
there's a a, a a color a color system that's put in place, and they know the lighter that they are, the safer that they are, and they with their Spaniard conquistador ancestors. So blonde hair, they try to be Spaniards, and then they suppress all of the black people on whatever island it is. It don't have, I don't care, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. We we could island hop. It doesn't matter because it's all dealing with the suppression through the church and the crown, and they all on these people's neck in the name of religion, mainly Christianity, the cross. You know what I'm saying? And they they created a whole new breed of people who. They're, they're they're not they're not the Aboriginal Indian you know we we get all romanticized about um, civilizations from many lineages ago, many lineages ago not giving reverence that those lineages have been mixed these days all of them shits got mixed up together mm. you feel what I'm saying that didn't exist like that back then huh. I think for the most part, um, I, I would say, uh, pardon me, um, I would say that, uh, you know, certain Hispanic people may have an understanding of black history or what blacks went through, but in the same breath, just like you said, um, the lighter you are, the, the more privileged you are in this color system. So the way we're experiencing racism, a Spanish person may not be experiencing racism with the same intensity. So they may not take the racism just as seriously, but don't get me wrong. Um, certain Spanish people are definitely caught in the um, they're definitely caught in the loop of black problems, but I I don't necessarily think like I think um uh, and I'm this is not a shot I think uh, it's unrealistic to say that to say that you know we don't need money and that uh, and that um, Spanish or black people in general should just you know quit their jobs and. And you know everyone else is going to quit their jobs along with them, so that we can take down uh, this war machine of America. I think it's um, unrealistic. You would have to have everyone uh, under a social consensus, and that move would have to be decisive. So um, we already have uh, we already have uh, racial tension in America between whites and blacks, and now we're going to put. Um, whites and blacks under a consensus as well as Hispanics under a consensus that allows them to understand that we're trying to take this war machine that keeps Hispanics a little more privileged than black people and that keeps whites more privileged than anyone else. We're going to take down, and don't forget the Chinese and all, all the other races, we're going to take down a system that keeps all the lighter people on the planet um, what's the name? Uh, privileged and the and the people that are dark on the planet, we're going to make sure that we fight for this system. I mean, we fight to take down this system, and we're going to quit our jobs, and we're going to forget about religion. We're going to forget about our race wars. We're going to forget about our political problems with each other. We're going to forget about all our differences and just quit our jobs and destroy this machine and erect some new institution. I think it's unrealistic. I think the people... Yeah, um, can, yeah, wait, a you, wait a minute. Let me. You would have to be a leader in order on, for the Bill. people to even follow that. No, hold on, very Bill. much so. But hold you would on, have Bill. to be a leader that um, you would have to be a leader that uh, is, no, is universal to no all leader. peoples. Phil, let me let me uh, <clears throat> let me um, what you call it? Speak on that real fast so that people have a proper understanding, so that we can have a proper perspective on um, how realistic this is. 
For one, I would like to say black people built pyramids for motherfucking free, free of the dollar. We didn't have no Well, they were, those black people were slaves, hold, weren't they? Hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me iterate this, bro. Let me, let me get this out. Let me get this out. We created the Sphinx for free. Anywhere you want to go, we built pyramids all over the world for free. Niggas didn't have to take no motherfucking loan out to be great. Now, I mean, it's easy with slaves. Now, why is this? Hold on. Why is this important? Because we did great shit out of not being lazy and having inner will and, and the willpower to be great. Now, ever since the white man has created money, because that's not an cre- African creation. So ever since the white man has created money, we have not built no pyramids. We haven't done anything great. You know why? Because we motherfucking lazy. And we depending on a dollar. Now, why is it? So you're saying now, ever since the dollar came into existence, we have become lazy? Hold on. That's well, part of it. Marcus, Hell yeah. You got to look at God Bill. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Hold on. I'm Marcus, sorry. Before I answer that, let me, let, me break the, uh, let me break the science down. Now, when we say you can't destroy the system quitting your job, yes, you can. Because when you want to deal with actually correct statistics, the government spends over 54% of tax dollars on its military, specifically its Navy, because its Navy is the biggest branch of the military and it has to keep it funded. It costs the government $80,000 to fire one rocket out of the RPG rocket launcher. That's not to make it. I'm talking about to fire it. So it's $80,000 every time these motherfuckers shoot a rocket. Over 54% of your tax dollars go to the military. Only 6% go to public schools, and the rest go to correctional officers, law enforcement, FBI, CIA, and all law enforcement agencies. Now, why is this important? Because don't none of that shit go to you, but you support everyone who oppresses you. Now, what, now, why would it be important that we all pick a day and at the same day and time, don't nobody pay no rent, don't nobody pay no car note, everybody pull their kids out of school, and don't nobody go to work? You would literally crush the financial support system that the government has in suppressing you. So when we say fuck the police, you can't, or, or, or my man is in jail, and they gave my fucking dad life, and he didn't really commit the crime. You can't be mad at them when you go going to work, paying for these motherfuckers to keep them locked up. When if you quit your job, guess what? Ain't no more fucking police because your tax dollars are not paying for them to come fuck with you. So now why is this important? Because when you take away money, you force everybody to live virtuously and naturally. So you can't be mad at these motherfuckers creating GMOs when you go going to work giving them the tax dollars to fund these diabolical-ass laboratory experiments. So when it comes to black people living naturally, hold on, when it comes to black people living naturally, we've been living naturally since the beginning of this planet, and ever since we have accepted that which is unnatural, we've been fucked up. So I think that it's time that we go back to living natural. Now, a lot of people are scared of this because we have accepted the white man's image of what it is to live off nature. We think you got to live in a fucking dirt house and throw a spear. No. All the shit that we have today could have been built for free if people weren't lazy. Your Egypt had toilets and it had running water. They found a 150,000-year-old plumbing system and pyramids in China built by Africans. Everything that we have today, we have already had. You know what's the only difference? We built it for free out of the, the, the will to manifest instead of saying, I'm only doing this because somebody's going to pay me. Now, why is this important? If, let's say New York State, because I'm in New York State. If everybody in New York State, every black person at the same time say, we're not paying our rent, what you going to do? Evict the whole fucking New York State? You ain't going to do shit. You just walked. 
And then yeah, but every the black whole New York State doesn't consist. Pardon me, I'm sorry. Um, the whole New York State doesn't it, consist of black people. The majority of it do. I would have to. I would just have to research that. But from my understanding, the entire New York State doesn't consist of black people. I don't. I don't. Bro, I don't black think people. We, black people have been the number one commodity since we came. We were the first stock ever being sold by the U.S. Why is this important? Right. The white man has profited off of the dollar and black people since day one. So it would be insane for us to think we're going to get our way out of his enslavement through the dollar. <laughs> white people own, listen, during, during the first, from the first day of slavery, white people owned 99.9% of all companies and businesses. It's 2016. It's over 500 years later, and white people still own 99.9% of businesses. So I don't give a fuck if the House of Consciousness is New Covenant. If, if I take all the money out my wallet, you take all the money out your wallet, we will never be able to outbuy the white man because, for one, he owns 99.9% of everything, and for two, the <laughs> nigga prints the fucking money. So if you get $2 trillion, this nigga gonna go print $3 trillion because the shit is all digital and he's creating it. So the illusion can never be the answer. You can't use, you can't <laughs> be sick. You can't be sick and then say, I'm going to eat some candy to get better. You can't be a slave and then say, I'm going to use that which is enslaving me to get free. You have to walk away. It's like, motherfucker, you can't say, oh, I'm a vegetarian. That's right. You, you, can't, you can't say, oh, I'm a vegetarian. I'm not going to eat pork, but I'm going to eat hamburger. It's still meat. You can't say the white man is enslaving me, but I'm scared to be on my own. I'm scared to actually have to learn how to build a house from the ground up. I'm scared to actually have to learn how to create an irrigation system. So the the only reason people want to still use this dollar is because they're scared to have to actually not interact or depend on the white man. Because everything we have now, we can have for fucking free. All we got to do is come together and build it. I know black people right That's now right. who are who are electricians, who are plumbers, who are carpenters, mm-hmm. but if you don't pay them, they won't do no work on your house. Why don't we get these same black people and say, you know what, brother, we all going to quit our jobs, fuck the white man, we're going to build our shit for free so that we all can have houses for free, and this is our shit. And if they want some problems, they can come get them. That's, what, so that's now, how you liberate your fucking self. We are going to buy you, ourselves. How do you act? All right, how do you add value to what the people do after you get rid of money? What is your means of uh, rewarding exactly. people and adding value to what it is that they do? I mean, when we say adding value, they have to understand you're not getting no money, but the value is in the heart. It's in the love. See, when you do shit out of love, My you brother. don't want nothing back. Listen, when I see a homeless man on the street and I get this motherfucker all the money in my pocket, I don't say, oh, everybody, I want some value for that. If this shit is for the, if this shit is for the, for the liberation of our people, you shouldn't want nothing back. You're trying nah, to my get brother. the fuck out of his place. All right, let me hold on, hold on, hold on, Bo. Hold on, because I, I, it's 11.45. I haven't even gotten a word in because I'm loving the dialogue that both of you brothers are having. I think this is a monumental conversation, and it's the guards is just sitting back, but the OG oh, just wow. got it. Can I please just add on mm-hmm. briefly to the conversation? Because mm-hmm. I, I do want to add on to what everyone is saying. And um, I just want to share my perspective. Is that okay? Yeah, most definitely. Because questions were asked about 
<laughs> the erection of institutions and, you know, things that are taking place in Harlem. So as a as a person who has been right there for a decade, front and center, I went out of I went out of state periodically here and there, but I for the most part right there. And a lot of the work that was done, I'm a, I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, clue people into something that hasn't been spoken. A lot of the work that was done out there was done for free. So you're looking at somebody who, along with other people, have given something that's priceless that you can't put a price tag on, but people used to value at a certain level, but now they don't value it anymore. It's going bottomed out. So people like you, young Pharaoh, Brother Marcus, what you're doing is you're restoring value back into this information in the way that we're supposed to share it and the things that we're supposed to do with it, and who you know what I mean, and, and certain things. So when you see you when you see money come, that's basically adding on to the resources. Now I don't care what people say about what Sinetta does and what he doesn't do. I've seen that man create a lot of stuff, basically out of you know ten dollar DVDs. You dig what I'm saying? And then using yeah, yeah. YouTube, you, it don't cost nothing to put a video on YouTube. We're out there. You see, if anybody been on 2-5th, you see the setup. We're out there vending, getting money, doing, being merchants, utilizing not money as a means to to um you to um support anything that the European is doing, saying that I don't deal with the European anymore. I don't have to worry about white man devil this, white man devil that. Is the white man going to see me? Because I, in my mind, I've created my own product, and it represents my culture, the means of exchange. So it's fair exchange, no robbery. They're giving me a, a note. Uh, um, you know, I would rather barter. I could barter, but they're giving me a, a note of exchange, and I'm giving them an item. That's keeping the European away from me. I don't, I never, I don't, I don't worry about European. They're nowhere near me. Anytime I see them, they're as a customer. Because... We had to remove them out of the picture by working for ourselves. And we didn't get out there to get rich. We ain't I, I'm just speak for myself. I'm going to just always speak for me. I can't speak for anybody. I can't even speak for my twin brother. And we were one egg separated. So that's, if I can't speak for him, I definitely can't speak for anyone else. But I would say that we struggled. I, I struggled. Struggle, you want to know what the struggle is, brother? The struggle? To carry, to yo, know, you, you know how heavy this whole thing has been. The multiple, it's been a handful of people pulling this thing forward. When y'all come into the conscious community, we have to do the history and study every every one of the teachers and learn where they came from, what's their history, what are they here for? Because some people are not here for the right reasons. No. And then no. there's a lot of people who didn't even make it. To where we at right now at this point It's a whole bunch of names I'll be like where they at now mm. So There was a lot of stuff I, There was days I went home with zero dollars People walking by my shirts Looking at me Looking at the shirts I'm going to get it one day brother It still goes on like that some days So there, there's, there's, there's untold sacrifices taking place 
but there's magic happening on no budget. You know what I'm saying? Low budget. Don't need no money. The money is the people, like Cyril said. The money is the energy. It's the, it's the love that we're sending. It's the information. It's the change and the transformation. The, the, the simple information is giving people. You got debates. You got people pulling religions down in two hours. You feel me? There's power taking place. And Pharaoh, once you get into the arena, you're on the world stage. There's no such thing as I don't want followers. We live in the age now of the, this is the age of the follower. This is the age. It's not like people are following you, but yeah, they are following you because this is the age of prophecy of revelation. So you said young Pharaohs. So Pharaohs have people that follow them. People on Instagram got people to follow them and Snapchat. So ain't nothing wrong with a follower. Not and I, people I, I, are I, living I, vicariously I, through your, they're, they're living vicariously through you, through your growth, and they're supporting you, and they're going to want to give you resources like we talked about on the earlier show. So I'm not money hungry. I don't shake a cup either. I don't need people's money. I, I appreciate the love. I need resources, and I need hands on deck because this ain't a spectator sport. Like you say, Pharaoh, we need to just don't get around it because nobody never sent me a dime. Ain't no one in the community yeah, me, ever cut a me, check. I don't get envelopes with mail and be, none of that happens. And it doesn't stop me and my brother from doing what we got to do. We still got it. We still creating anything that we want out of our minds, right? You, but one you, thing that I do know, Pharaoh and Marcus, yeah. is that the numbers of people that we have, we could we could invest. If it's twenty hours or if it's twenty dollars weekly into this movement that we collectively, all of the different houses, all of the different groups, all of the different personalities, names and leaders, because maybe you don't see yourself as a leader, but you're a thought leader right now. In this internet cyber world, um, this this market that we're in, you're a thought leader. They're following your thoughts. So when you upload in videos, you know the capacity of Barclays is 18,000. Madison Square Garden is 18,000. You hit an 18. So every video that you upload, you're standing in the garden, brother. <laughs> sometimes, right. it's the, sometimes it's the garden times 50. LeBron is just playing in one of the gardens. You playing in multiples. And My I was brother. talking about this the other day. We have to add value to what we do. They gave Loaded Lux $80,000 to do a battle. Loaded Lux said, listen, the people that I'm learning from, they are 100 times more worthy in value than I am. So if I got 80000 to do a battle rap and I'm learning this information in my battle rap from the conscious dudes, give them a buck. Give them a buck 50. No, no, we have to know your value. You are worth every dollar. If they pay a little Wayne 100 racks to come to their town to pump death to them, we got it. Well, God damn it. Let's do, let's do 500 racks. And that whole 500 racks is going to go towards building these institutions because every question that y'all got about what we're going to do, I have it in the facts initiative. I have solutions. I put it out for the people. The people responded, but that was it. I only had one teacher out of like 100 who's riding with now, me. Now, my brother, because you said that, um, yes. I, 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 to me, that's critical. Like you said, we had solutions. <coughs> Pardon me. You say you had solutions. You put them out. And when you, yeah, you have solutions. You put them out. And when you put them out, all the people did was respond. And that was that. Now, to clarify some of my no, statements. No, no, no. Pardon me. They responded, yeah, and I'm doing a webinar, free webinar on Thursday. 
for everyone that responded. We're going to do the follow-up on that webinar. I, kept, I, I gave them a, a website to go to. I have 3,000 names waiting for me to just keep it moving, adding on. So this, copy, thing, is, this thing is growing. So all I'm saying copy. is we are, we are, we are, it, it, it's going to be the, the movement or the evolution in the way that this thing is going to grow it's going to utilize currency, and that currency is going to turn into money, but it's also going to turn into resources, and it's also going to turn into manifestations of many of our thoughts, collective thoughts. You Yo, know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, um, I'm, I was at, I'm over here actually working on a PowerPoint. So I'm getting ready to slide. Indeed. So before I slide, I just want to say this. The reason why I teach people not to be followers is because... It's like the body of a snake. The body follows the head. If you chop the head off, it's over for the for the followers. So when we look at when we when we look at history, when we look at history, everybody followed Martin Luther King. You killed that motherfucker. You ain't hear nothing else from the rest of them black people who allegedly was supposed to have share his passion. They killed Malcolm X. You ain't hear shit else from black people that was supposed to have share his passion. So my thing is this: the reason I tell people not to follow me is because if I fail or I don't make it. That don't mean you stop. But if you teach everybody to be a leader, and if you actually believe, like, for example, I actually know and believe in my heart that black people are divine beings. So with that being said, yes. I expect you to be a divine being. I don't expect you yes. to follow me. Now, if I have information or I have a certain understanding on something that you don't have, then I expect you to obtain that. But I don't expect you to say, Pharaoh is correct. I'm going to follow him because you don't know if I'm going to be, I will never become corrupt, but I'm just hypothetically speaking. You don't know if I'm going to become a corrupt motherfucker. You don't know if I'm going to become a pedophile. So then you, yes. you only will become disappointed or hurt because you put your hope in somebody else other than your motherfucking self. So my thing is, when it comes to black people, you have to That's right. And, be, um, and before I go, I'm going to just say, when it comes to black people, the reason we not liberated is because we not try we not all trying to liberate. We waiting on one motherfucker, two motherfuckers. You got all these people talking about Farrakhan. What the fuck is you doing? Why mm-hmm. is it fifty people? Why is it ten thousand exactly. people listening to Farrakhan talking when it could be ten thousand people putting in work? So my thing is, don't don't. I better not see no young feral pictures in your house. Don't idolize me because I'm not here to fucking lead you. I'm here right. to motivate you to lead yourself. So my thing is, I don't never want to be known. To have no following, I want to be known for making people lead. They they say leaders create leaders. That's what I'm here to lead, do. Lead. So my thing is, I don't right. want nobody following me because if they blow my motherfucking head off tomorrow, then that means you just you just going everything that everything I was doing since that stopped. Whoever was following me stopped. I want people to say, you know what? I'm gonna get the fuck up and I'm gonna make a change today in the world. I don't want them to say, young girl said do this, so I'm gonna do that. It's like. Uh, like I said, I'm about to jump back to this PowerPoint, but um, just to give y'all my understanding, what I learned from the streets, but I learned a lot from the streets. What I learned from the streets is the toughest, the toughest hood or the toughest crew, you could say, is not the, the crew where it's one gangster and it's 10, 20 soft motherfuckers who just want to be seen with him. The toughest crew is when everybody is a tough. So when it comes to black people, right. we can't be in, we can't keep being a black nation when you got one Khalid Muhammad and you got ten thousand motherfuckers who wanna be Khalid Muhammad. You gotta have twenty thousand Khalid Muhammad. So my thing is we don't want no one young pharaoh and people that's trying to 
follow Young Pharaoh. We want 20,000 Young Pharaoh. So my thing is, if you follow me, you a damn fool. Because my message is to follow your damn self righteously. Mm. So uh, I'm going to end that um, and get back to this PowerPoint. Because I don't know what time y'all got, but it's 12 a.m. over here. So I'm going to uh, get back to this PowerPoint and finish it. So I'm going to be up all night. Mm. So uh, peace, peace to the Pill Brothers. Uh, peace to Brother Marcus. Um, enjoy the um show, and I'll be in the city this week. Well, rest well, King. Again, King. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, the dog smashed that. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Indeed. We got a lot of hands up, too, uh, Marcus. I'm going to let you, we're going to go in a little bit. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we're going to get to the callers so we can let them interact because I know it's real late, you know what I'm saying? And I, I let the family know when we opened up, we've been running around taking care of things, so we had to do a late show tonight. You know what I mean? But um, why do you feel, why do you think that, the people, because a lot of interesting points were made tonight. I was sitting here taking notes. Both of you brothers were covering some powerful topics, um, echoing sentiments that I've shared with the family on numerous occasions. You know, um, why would you say, what would you say is holding the people back? You know, because we go to a lot of lectures and a lot of people are showing up. Each lecture that I'm at, I'm counting about a thousand people sometimes, eight hundred, seven hundred, and simple mathematics tells you that if eight hundred people came together with a purpose and investment, you know, like twenty or fifty dollars, that something can be um, erected, or rather, the foundation could be laid out for something to be erected, and then this thing could grow. So, what is it? What's wrong with the people that they're not doing what needs to be done collectively? Marcus, you there? Hello? Yeah. I hear you now. Yeah. Yeah, hello? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, what I was saying was um, our people are super marginalized. Our people share so many different doctrines. Um, we bear witness to so many different ideologies. And then within those ideologies, we have so many splinter factions of those ideologies that we've become divided, but extremely divided. Like if a nation of Islam brother was to make a plan, Yo. Oh man, let me see if his call dropped. Marcus. Hold on, family. Anthem on the track. Live from the land of snakes. With the same nigga playing your wake, one again. 
for bears to break. Guns and butter, that land or lake. Got bread, got plans to break the Brooklyn way. When Tony killed Manolo, had to look away. It's a war going on, starting to look like. That's you. You back? Yeah, hello? Yeah. Yeah. You good? Yeah, I'm screw up. Um, but as I was saying, uh, our people are extremely marginalized. So we bear witness to several different religions. Uh, we follow several different ideologies. So when it comes to bear witness to each other, being a collective, we can't necessarily become a collective because our people do not have a collective consciousness. People who have collective consciousness no um no matter what their physical shape is, they come together because ultimately the mental controls the physical. We bear witness to no collective consciousness on any level. So like I was saying, these these white people, they have a European Union. So although they differ in ideology, they have some mutual universal platform where they can come together and make decisions and thus immediately make decisions that are conducive for the entire European nation. The House of Consciousness, um, to my knowledge, doesn't have that. We don't have a platform where the Moors, um, the RBG crew, the Hebrew Israelites, and all all the other plethora of factions um, can come together and create something or can come together and and mutually, through, through collective consciousness, and create something that works conducively for the entire house of consciousness. So because our people are so separated and divided. I would say that I would, I would beg to differ. I would say that know the ledge is a platform where all schools of knowledge come together, converge and do things, make things happen, create things. You know what I'm saying? Um, Not at the level of institutions and, you know, acreages of land. That's that's on its way. How, for how long? I mean, you got to think about it. For how long? And Durham, Durham, don't get me wrong. We do have, because if that's the case, in the same breath, then Sonetta mm-hmm. is a platform where people come together and they, quote, unquote, do things. They they, they come together and they build with each other. But um, where, where mm-hmm. well, my intolerance, my intolerance for production is simply talking. So, for instance, we want the entire black nation to do good. We have been, of course, we have been um, spouting a whole bunch of intellectual rhetoric, and we haven't produced anything manifestable. And trust me, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to produce. Something. No, I agree. No, no, don't, don't for one minute think. Even when I mention no to ledge, I am in no way, family, saying that that is the no. I'm saying the potential and things of that nature. What we stand for, what our modus operandi is the fact that we have 700 shows and they they are compromised of teachers from every single background. This is a platform. It started out as a video platform. You know what I'm saying? The same way that you have a Sonetta TV, there's no The Ledge TV. The fact, and we're the ones who started it out. 08. You feel me? So all I'm saying is there's no The Ledge University. There's no The Ledge Media. All of that is there. It's just not in this active, it's not activated the way that it needs to be activated, but there are platforms that are out here whose this is what the things that you're asking about, I'm just saying, I'm letting it be known. Like that's what the facts initiative is gonna set up. That's what a lot of the things that we are that we have in play represent. 
So the potential, when the people, because the only thing that will make it happen is the people, are the people who benefited from the information we shared from this platform, are the people that benefited from being introduced to the information that we share on multiple other platforms. It's not just this platform. We're showing you unity in real life because what? We're mores on all platforms. We're on House of Consciousness, Baba TV, UGR, uh, Doggy Diamonds, Forbes DVD. You know what I'm saying? We're with the Comedic, RBG, you know, bringing people on the platform, on between the pillars on every show from the Moorish background, giving you information about nationality, sovereignty, paperwork, bringing people on on the show, proving that they've beaten cases, having people on the show with land, asking the people to come in, come on the land. People are coming on the show, offering people all kind of stuff. So our show is filled with all kind of solutions. You just have to dig. You have to have the time, and you have to have the discipline to dig through those 700. I'm not saying you per se, but a student. That's to dig through those archives. People come into the conscious community, and sometimes they're guilty of being one-track-minded. People come into the conscious community, and they're guilty of not doing their homework. People come into the conscious community and not guilty of knowing what the fuck, what platforms, what they resonate at, what's the frequencies of each one of these platforms. You know what I mean? You have to equate it the same way that you put it towards platforms that exist in regular media, like a fox. You know what I mean? There's an energy on a fox. There's a MB, MSNBC, there's a CNN, you know. If you have black news, what does these news channels represent? So all I'm saying, brother, and I'm not just speaking for myself, there's other peoples who demonstrate it because a lot of people's like, where's the unity? I'm letting the people know y'all might not be unified, but there is unity in the community. Marcus, you've been in Harlem before, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, there a sense of unity? Um, yeah, very much so. So when you get up there, do you feel like there's a separation taking place in all of the brothers from all of the backgrounds and all of the schools of knowledge are not together? Um, they're together to a certain degree. The capacity to which they're together is not something I'm a fan of. So no. we've been doing this no, for years. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. We've yeah. been doing this. What I'm saying is we've come together. I get that. We've come together on an intellectual platform, but every time we come together, we only manifest rhetoric about our differences. So we'll come on one platform, such as Sonetta TV, and we'll talk and talk and talk and talk about, you know, our differences and what makes who who and what we need to do. And what and we've been doing this for how long? Generations on end. Generations on end of talkers. Unified talkers Everybody in the conscious community Is starting to look like a rapper Because we all just be rapping And I'm not going to say nobody I'm not going to say nobody is producing nothing But we're not producing nothing That's conducive universally For black people So the the, the Hebrew Israelites um, They'll come together They'll come together for them But they have a doctrine That teaches them That they're not African So the people who identify as African are going to try to establish an institution that hires both Africans and Hebrews, and the Hebrews may be in disagreement. Thus, they're divided by doctrine. So we have so much separation, but we can come together on an intellectual platform and rap about our beef with each other. Um, I definitely feel that we we are together when it comes to bashing each other's doctrine. Um, We definitely do have good moments where we look unified, 
But what have where has our unity taken us? Jewish people can have mm-hmm. Jewish people can have differences with each other, but I I promise you they will erect something. They, they they will they will talk, they will bicker. People in general, they will talk, they will bicker, but their unity um mm-hmm. reaches a certain capacity. It it has a certain degree of uh of effectiveness. Our unity only has effectiveness in spouting rhetoric. That's that's it. Like it's 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 not looking good. We we look like we a bunch of MCs. So I think it's time I, to I I'm listening. Yeah, my question is, I mean, because I, I hear you, and I don't want you to be general. I don't want to generalize, and I don't want mm-hmm. you to generalize because that would take away from demonstrations of people who are not wrestling, who are not up there doing all of that. You have to, you know what I mean? Like, we still yeah, have most to definitely. identify that because for people who don't know, they're like, oh, all of that is foolery. So we could say that the majority of the activity that may take place and some tomfoolery, but amongst that, there has to be some kind of balancing principle, some kind of, you know, there has to be an opposite to the rule. You know what I mean? There has yeah, to be something does. in there that's the proverbial uh, uh, antagonist and the protagonist in the whole situation. There has to be somebody in there that's trying to do something, and it seems that it can't be done because everybody's not on the same page. So the friction that's taking place is being seen in a lot of situations. So now there's an opposing. There has to be an opposing thought. This this competing with another uh, another thought or another view out there that's creating some kind of friction. And what is that? Yeah, that's what that's you got to ask yourself. Because I see characters and I see people playing out roles in mythos that I study when I go back into time. And I wanted to get into the comic books of those times. And I'm like, oh shit, that shit is taking place right now on this grand stage. And it looks horrible sometimes. But then other times you could look at it and say, all right, depending on how I see it, depending on my vantage point, because there's vantage point in the whole situation, because you'll never know anything about anything if you only watch an hour of it. You never know what goes on in the locker room. You never know what takes place on the set of a movie. You never know what goes on, you know what I'm saying, at the, at the, at the label, in the studio after the song is recorded, because... Those are moments that are uh, that are only unique to those areas. You feel me? Until the, until of course these days when you could do live streaming and everything, and everything is becoming, you know, um, one. Everything is opening up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think um, I think we definitely. You're right. I shouldn't have um, generalized, but um, I think. The majority of, because you got to understand, we are the beacon for consciousness. Or yes, my perception, my my perception at least, deems us the beacons of consciousness. So if the majority of black people are doing bad and the beacons of consciousness, when they bear witness to unity, their unity only um, grants them to be effective to the capacity that they can clarify how much they disagree with each other, then that goes to show you that we still got a lot of work to do. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not every black person. But the majority of the House of Consciousness community comes together to voice their differentiations in doctrine. That is how far our unity or the effectiveness 
of our unity goes the majority of the time. And if and if brothers disagree, I mean, state something that the that two different factions of of the House of Consciousness community came together and produced besides a DVD, besides a video, a state some kind of store where I can go and allocate my wealth, and it's going to some intellectual black brother who, who who's gonna pardon me who's gonna work for the benefit of the people, um and just to bring it back in regards to what mm-hmm. Fred was saying earlier, I, that, that's why I feel the plan is simply unrealistic. And specifically because it's not going to be done in his lifetime. It's it's not going to be done, period, to me. We, it, oh, we, what if we, the economy crash tomorrow? Would it be done? Oh, yeah. Then it, then, it, then it's a high, extremely high chance of it being done. The economy just crashed. So Money. All right. So then where's the research pointing you? In the direction of when the economy will eventually crash because it is spiraling. Mm. Hold on, King. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, King. Hold on. Okay. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Nah, these brothers. Um, I definitely feel like, uh, I definitely, I definitely feel like, um, we've grown and we, we've grown in terms of coming together and establishing some kind of unity. But I don't think, um, I don't think we, I don't think our unity has led to an effectiveness. I don't think we've manifested to the capacity that we need to. So this is my question, because I always, you know, and I, I, I definitely agree with you. You were echoing sentiments that I shared in um in a video that I did before. I'm trying to remember what it was, but what I know from being on 125th Street for 10 years is that. The people who want, the, every time people, not every time, but there's a majority of people that come there in the name of unity, and it, people come there in the name of peace, you know, they come there in search of knowledge, they come there to, you know, do certain things. So the people that come, they want to disagree. I'm like, cool, where's the people that want to come, they want to agree? Because if more of you came, then the the world gets to see that and it gets to balance it out. You know what I mean? Because I feel that that's an open stage, so people are still welcome to come there. It's not like Sinetic tell people, nah, I ain't going to videotape. I'm not going to record you. That's not how it goes. And um, the people with the solutions, the people that, you know, they wanted to uh, represent the clean glass of water. If they think that they, if they see that there's a proverbial dirty glass of water being um, given to the people, they could come and say, "Yo, look, I don't know. I got land over here, and I got ways to make money. I got proof. You look, this is my formula, and I'm also dealing with health and da 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 da." The people would be like, "Yo, that's interesting. I rather gravitate towards that." You feel me? Because when me and the brother Sarnetta joined forces in 2014, 
and I got on board to work with him on production, meaning the quality of the videos, meaning the people that we were beginning to interview was not Larry and Sutek. Because that was who he was interviewing before that. A lot of them. So we began interviewing celebrities. Charles Hamilton got on World Star, Polite, you know, you know what I mean? A lot of stuff. So what we what we're talking about is adding some value to things. Going back to what I was saying earlier before, and also bringing the information to a broader audience. So when your when your information when you you when your lectures or your demonstrations get put out there, they go on they're going on a global stage. It didn't just get like that by happenstance. Like there was some work that got put in to build that up. And I got I give the brother Sanetta props for the work that he did to build that up. I got to give myself and my brother props for the work that we did. Um, A.A. Rashid, Kabbalah God. There's a few people out there who built that digital thing up to make it viral the way that it is. Um, Tariq Nasheed, Hidden Colors. Everyone, everyone plays a part. No one is exempt. And it's about 100 people out there that have um, powerful lectures. They're changing lives. Yo, I can't walk down the street without people stopping me. I promise you, when I come home, it's usually eight people. That's a popping day. Usually it could be like four people, regular people that you would never think is conscious. They're like, yo, Red, I was just listening to the video. They This viral thing, videos are at 100,000 views. So the world is waking up. You feel me? The world wants to deal with a new form of um, currency. I wish Farrell was on the show. I'm going to send him this link so he can listen to it. I agree that we need to drop the dollar. The The Federal Reserve <laughs> note is going to do us no good. We need to pick up the Bitcoin. But we need to pick up cryptocurrency. We need to We need to have those amongst us who understand it, explain what the blockchain is, explain cryptocurrency, and explain the benefits of that versus capitalism. Explain the benefits of that versus dollars. The fact that we can use digital currency, our own names could be on it. The, the, the name of our community could be the name of the coin of one of our leaders, or one of our thought leaders, our master teachers. We got the Delbert Blair coin. We can have the Francis Quest Wilson coin. It, has, it denotes value. Going back to what I was saying about value, we have to reestablish a value system and a reward system. You should be rewarded when you put your work out there as an infopreneur, as a technopreneur. You know what I mean? As an entrepreneur, you have to be value. Your stuff has to have a valuation because your information is priceless. People are in debt in school and they're not getting this information in the quote unquote colleges, not even Ivy League. So it's about restoring the value to something that got pillaged during the DVD era. It's getting pillaged during the YouTube era because there's no compensation still. So people are getting jerked. So you're not even seeing people in their full potential because they're not being, they're living, they're still living in a form of poverty consciousness. They're still living in a form of suppression, a still form of poverty amongst their own. Do you know what I'm saying? That has to change. The value of what people are bringing to the table, that has to be returned. I promise you. And the resources that you need and your team, the people that you're going to build that's going to come around you and build a reality for you, you need those resources right now. We can't wait. There's too many people on the conscious wave 
for me to say all you need is 30,000 people at $20 for a weekly investment at a $600,000 treasury. All of that money goes into either, either a network of food, art, clothing, technology, shelter, and strategy. Okay, strategy meaning we have to, we have to be able to put a budget together anytime we need an emergency for something to be done for the whole nation, for the people on a push button, on a, on a green light type of thing. Yo, get a hundred racks because we need to take a bad tooth, a bad tooth in our mouth that needs to get pulled. That's cold language family. Okay. We need budgets like that. We need to be able to say, yo, when somebody in the black news media needs to go and do something, we should have a budget in order to go and do it. If somebody wants to say, yo, I want to do a doc, if, if Red and Blue say we want to do a documentary to tell y'all about those 10 years of consciousness, that you need to, I need to tell my story because this is some interesting stuff. This is a story of, like Farrell said, I am no one's leader. I don't want no followers. I'm on board with what he was saying. I wanted to let him know that what he's saying, I, I agree with that shit. 99%. I don't want followers. I'm only here to show people, no, don't live vicariously through the twins, even if you're a twin. And if you're not a twin, this is a, a symbiotic relationship that is hard to explain, but it's, it's, it's not no regular stuff. <laughs> Existing with the same person who looks just like you from the same age, but he's a different person. And that's a force field right there. Two new, two dualities in the flesh. This whole life is about dualities. Everything in this life is dualities. Left and right. Negative, positive. Up and down. You know what I'm saying? Um, proton, neutron. Magnetic, you, you either repel or you magnetize. You bring in. You, you know what I mean? So this whole thing is duality. You'll always have an oppressor. You'll always have an antagonist and a protagonist. If it's not a white man, it's a blue man. It's a green man. That's why when people come up there and talk about green men, I, I listen to them and purple men. I'm like, let me just hear what they got to say because that's just another color because we're a race that's in a race. That's the simple mathematics. You don't need to talk about anything else. There's a race taking place. And there's a black race. I don't care what we call it. We know what we look like. We know what we, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's got to tell you what we look like. We know who we are. So we're in a race with another race. That race is the white race. Oh, hold up. That other race is the yellow race. Oh, hold up. Then there's the brown race. Wait a minute. Then there's another race. There's the yellow race. So these races are identifying themselves as a, in the race. They're trying to make it to be number one on a global yeah. scale. They're not just content with where they at. They're trying to take over the globe. They want to be number one with the gold medal. The European, according to the statistics and the stats, currently, because I know you're a statistician, but they're currently in the front of the race with a, with a not too far of a lead, but they feel comfortable with the lead that they have. Oh, no, they don't. They're getting nervous because there's a whole bunch of different races on their tails. All I'm saying is this, black race, that's at the end of the race. Matter of fact, we was giving out water for a while. Now we're actually running. And some of us are in the beginning. We're in the front of that race, right? We're in the front of that race, that ye almighty race that Marcus, Mosiah, Garvey talked about, right? This is a race. So anybody that's helping out the other race win the race, you're a race trader. You cannot, no other race is going to respect 
anyone from another race that helps them win the race. There's no, there's no honor for traitors in war. At the end, they cut your head off anyway. You become a eunuch. They don't want you around their women. So that's why they accept the LBGT. They're eunuchs. They, they have been, they agreed to be a part of Rome. And they, they brought them in. And they breed predators and pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? Who have plagued our community and they feel comfortable when they know that they're there because they placed them there. Roman Catholics. Okay? Demons. So it's going to take the it doesn't it does not matter if we go to lectures and a thousand people show up and you one thousand and the one thousand people that showed up did not bring business cards and demand whoever the host is or whoever's on stage, you acknowledge each person in the room and let them identify the camera to the world if it's live streaming or if you're gonna record this to go around the world, what your name is, what your website is and what it is that you do. Because the fucking answers keep showing up. It's in those rooms. We need a lot of people. This is not a money thing. If anybody know the pills, we ain't been about money. Man makes the money. We are the money. Man makes the clothes, man. Hey. Hello? You feel me? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, more or less. I would say that humans are the forces that drive any endeavor. Yeah. Uh, but in the same breath, once that endeavor has taken a habitual stance in our society, we can't necessarily, and I mean we can, but it wouldn't happen in a one, two, three process, so to speak. So we wouldn't. For instance, we've developed an economy, uh, and money is a part of that economy. We're not going to abandon economy. I mean, we're not going to abandon money in in three seconds. We're not going to abandon anything within a short period of time, especially money. Now, the whole, damn near the whole planet, I, I, I actually don't know of any society, uh, but it, it probably damn sure is, but I actually don't know of any society that doesn't use money. And I'm sure the majority of them do. All major countries use money. And so if we were to stop using money in America, are we, what's going to happen with the, trading in, with the trading from America to the Chinese? What's going to happen with the trading from America to Britain? Like, it's just so much. It's so much to the plan. There's so many dynamics to it. There's so many facets of the plan that you got to understand that, to me, abandoning... The dollar does not seem realistic because we do not have a plan thereafter. We don't know what to do. People, um, like the brother said, build everything for free. Um, I think, I think uh, that's a delusion because human nature is always there. And specifically because the dollar was once present, pardon me for all the noise in the background, specifically because the dollar was once present, people have grown habitually connected the compensation for any service that they provide. So now, after that, people are now going to be expected to produce everything for free. Human nature doesn't provide for that. We've grown so conventional to what was called the dollar for several hundreds of years that if we abandon it, we probably won't know how to function without it 
for a good period of time. If I, I, I don't, I, I personally do not. Not really. That. I personally I mean, don't feel that. I don't that. mean to cut your wisdom. I'm gonna let yeah. you keep building, but not really. Um, I'm, I, I don't think so, brother. I think I, I think, promise you, man. I've been in situations like festivals. I've been in situations like when we went to Atlanta. I went to Million Man March. I've been in places where, I mean, this may come from, we may need to give you more experiences and open you up to the global stage and show you what is in front of you, brother. I promise you, you would know the dollar. You, we, we, I, you're talking about the majority of our people, and I agree. Niggas would go back crazy ape shit, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter if the small group of us doesn't. But, yes, it does matter. Because there's a there's a large group of us that will be like you know what we're gonna be all right. All we gotta do is figure out how we how to get together. It's about that's when Voltron will form and we'll be able to coexist. We'll utilize the barter system until we recreate another form of currency and monetary. If that is agreed to, that has to be implemented. But the energy and the currency is the people. I promise you. I promise you. And, and we're not we're not going to be stuck on no white man's dollar and oh I got to make it rain while we at war no no but we know that we're going to have to utilize resources to get what it is that whatever it is to make us survive on that planet because the planet is humongous there's a lot of other people out there so all I'm saying is I got I'm thinking natural resources I'm a gold and silver and copper kind of person. And I want all of the natural stones, the gemstones, the sacred stones, the precious metals. I, I want all of that. But I understand what you're saying, but, you know, our people, our people are being weaned off the dollar because that digital currency is going to be the future. Why? You know, they're going to collapse the dollar. Pardon me. Um, part, pardon me, guys. Hold on, kid. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, I definitely. I mean, I definitely agree to a certain extent. Like, I mean, we we are the driving force behind any endeavor. We choose to um, we choose to initiate. But, and I I do feel that if the dollar was compromised, um, people not, um. In the wake of the dollar being compromised, people will come together to erect something. But thereafter, if the institution of the dollar was taken away, what would people um, what would people choose to um, gravitate towards? So, for instance, even while the dollar is existent, the barter system as well can be existent. You can trade something that you have. The dollar doesn't prevent someone from practicing the barter system. So we can still practice the barter system till this day amongst each other. So what I'm asking is, or not even what I'm asking, but basically I don't think that if the dollar is gone that people are just going to, I don't think that people are just going to, um, are just going to abandon the dollar because in my, from my perspective, I think the dollar is one of the most effective instruments we have. Um, people say that the dollar uh, is part of the reason we're divided or it's part of the reason we do this and we do that. But the dollar can as well be a form of unity. We can allocate our wealth in a collective fashion. Um, that I, I think the concept 
for the dollar is beautiful. Um, the way the dollar is manipulated to not work in our favor. So, for instance, the Federal Reserve and who makes the dollar, I think that's not necessarily beneficial for us. But at the end of the day, you earning for the services that you provide is beautiful. People um, feel that they need to be compensated. Um, I know I do the majority of the time. If I provide you a service, I need to be compensated because in this society, you can't thrive because it's all about context, the circumstances and facts surrounding the situation. In this society, I can't go buy um, juice with a chakra. I can't go buy juice um, from the kindness of my heart. Um, I can't. I, I can't tell people I love them so much, and they'll give me um, uh, $4 or, or, or something for free unless they actually love me in return. So within this society, because of the context and because of what we do and what we use, um, I definitely feel like the dollar is necessary. I don't, I don't think we can... I don't think we can say, oh, you know, we don't need the dollar and we don't need this and we don't need that. We may not need the way... Um, we may not need the way... Uh, the dollar was constructed to be manipulated because these people own the dollars. Um, these people own the factory. That's and I'm calling it a factory. These people own the factory that makes the um, that makes the money. So when we when we do something, they can just make more money and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. So we may not necessarily be in agreement with that. However, I I, I don't I don't see society changing so radically in such a brief period of time where we can just abandon a dollar and check it out. I don't see a um I don't see a society evolving where we abandon the dollar and in a short period of time we just take on something else. Uh because there's so many dynamics to it. It's just so much to it. Although we're the driving force behind everything we do there are so many ideologies that divide and separate people. So how many atheists are there in the planet who don't believe in God and thus don't, you know, shiss or don't believe in any religious or spiritual doctrine for that matter and thus don't um, share the same disposition about or don't share the same disposition as other people um, feeling that the dollar is a tool of evil or that the dollar is this, that, and the third. How many people are thriving with the dollar in existence and aren't willing to sacrifice it because they've benefited so much from it, even though they know there's an institution that's working against the people in totality. It, it, it's so many variables. When is the movement going to start to destroy the dollar? Um, and if it has started, how many people have already quit their jobs? Or when are they going to quit their jobs? There's too many dynamics to it. I think because we're in this society and because we already have the dollar in place, it's best we learn how to manipulate it best so we can establish uh, a collective privacy for ourselves. And by collective privacy, I mean we can build our own communities. We can build our own corner stores. We can establish our own funeral homes, build all the institutions that we need, and establish a privacy so that we can create our own culture that works conducively for us. However, abandoning the dollar and trying to get everybody to abandon work and abandon the society that we exist in, now, there always has to be a plan B. Say this plan fails and everybody abandon, and everybody abandons their job. If this plan were to fail, we'd position our black people in none because all the black people that were convinced to abandon their job are now jobless with no income in their pockets and competing with the rest of the society and probably pushed 100 years back because now they got to go and find jobs. 
and these Mexicans are on our ass trying to get the jobs, and immigrants are trying to get the jobs that black people are snatching up. So imagine if we actually quit our jobs. They got the job. and, hello? They ain't trying to get them. They got them. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's still a consistent it's still a consistent effort. They're not just trying to, like, it's it's not that they got them and they stopping. The white man hasn't colonized us oh, yeah, and then he stopped. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what I'm saying is, is that the plan to me is highly unrealistic. It's too multidimensional. Now, if the economy crashes, that wasn't an intentional destruction of um, American society by the people. It wasn't intentional by the people. Um, and those who do it, I'm sure they have a backup plan. They've had a backup plan for everything else. I'm sure they have a backup plan. People exist under a certain context, and people um, understand how to survive under a certain context. And to remove them from that context is to cause them to adapt and adjust. And I think human beings are very capable of that. However, the level of adjustment that's required and the level of radical change that's needed in order to, pardon me, in order to get people on the same page so that they can go with such an extreme plan to abandon their jobs and do what they need to do, I don't think, I think it's so much more effort that's required as opposed to just learning about the dollar, learning how to manipulate the dollar and making it work conducively for your people. Because just on a micro scale, we got black people um, just in the House of Consciousness alone, we have black people that have so many different ideologies and so many internal opinions, internal opinions about what money is and what it can and can't do. They, they, uh, we have several different people that differentiate an opinion. And if you ask the average black brother on the street um, whether you need the dollar or not, promise you they'll say, oh, you're going to pay my bills? You're going to pay my rent? Oh, well, um, with my good heart, can I buy a house? Can I get some clothes? Like, when is this plan going to be initiated? And if this plan fails, what is the plan B? Where are we going to be left off under the one who's who initiated this plan? Where are we going to be left off? I think at the end of the day, what we should do, because this whole abandoned work and, and to, in order to destroy the dollar and, dis, and and stop this vehicle because we're supporting it with our money, I think that shit is just completely unrealistic. I think it would be so much simpler and so much easier because the society has changed now. Not much, but it has changed. You can't you can't just walk into my um you can't just walk into my habitat. You can't just walk into where I live and just start bombing shit up. You can't do that. Um people always bring up the Malachi your case. Um I watched some little documentary it was basically saying that um, I don't even think Malachi, the land that he went to in Georgia, I don't even think he owned the shit completely. I just think he established over there, or he established himself over there. I don't even think he owned the shit completely. So he gave them leeway to come and, and um and and you know, fuck up whatever, pardon me, mess up whatever he had going on. So now I think at the end of the day, this is a completely different society. I have the right to bear arms. I have the right to use my money to put my people in one place for them to exist in so that we can create our own culture. You're not just going to walk in to where I stay and tell me to leave. It can't happen. So this whole, yo, let's abandon work and 
let's manipulate the dollar. I think it's just two completely different paradigms, and the one that's going to work conducively for our people is to manipulate the dollar. Because I have yet to see someone buy some soda, some food, a house, or anything with their heart. And we can't even get on a micro scale. We can't even get people to unify with their differences. And, and there are white people on the same note, too. Like, uh, in regards to this conversation, um, this goes beyond black liberation. Certain crackers don't like this dollar neither. And even the crackers are trying to band together and, and, and stop uh, what this dollar is doing to our people. Even them, they're trying to get together and stop what this dollar is doing to their people. And they might not necessarily have our people in mind, but it's going to effectively stop what, what it's doing to our people. Right? But even them, in their little situations, whenever they're trying to stop, uh, 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 you know, or this this protest against the dollar, they they are unsuccessful. Religion has divided them just like it has divided us, and plus we have a whole bunch of problems from poverty. People are not. I don't think. Listen, brother. I I just feel like this. Is, I'm surprised I'm even speaking about this, but the 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 whole abandonment is is just unrealistic. I, I honestly feel that. How long? How much of a campaign is it gonna? Hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah how much we gotta understand. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, my 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 um what I was gonna say was how much of a campaign is it gonna take to abandon the dollar? And I, I mean we have I mean we have hope for an um for a crash of the economy and whatnot. But if the economy does crash, say it does, or when it crashes, um what says that there's not, like, who knows or who's really going to determine what's going to happen. Martial law can be caught, and black people barely bear arms. Two million of us are under the um, under the control of the criminal justice system. And after leaving it, don't get me wrong, brothers step out of prison and still bear arms regardless. But legally, a lot of black people not bearing arms. Black people are so psychologically colonized that they started not to believe in bearing arms. Perfect example, the Dylan Roof shit. He walked into the church, he shot those non-black people, and because of this man's belief in God, he decided not to get any guns for the church. And I'm talking about the um, the leader of the church himself. So, I mean, we, black people are, have become psychologically colonized. They don't even believe in bearing guns. So, say martial law happens after the crash of the economy because people don't have no money, so now they're rioting. How are we going to determine what's going to happen? And like I said, under a certain level of conventionalism, when people are super conventional, when they've existed under a system for a certain amount of years, and you try to destroy their conventionalism, we see this all the time with people that bear witness to religion. If I've been a Christian for 40-something years and you're trying to tell me that my God doesn't exist, I'm going to respond to you with a degree of anger because now you're changing my life. So imagine taking away the dollar from someone's pocket, and now they're poor. They're dirt poor. They went from being rich to being every other individual. They went from being middle class, middle class, or living a mediocre lifestyle, to being like every single other individual. Imagine what that would do to the mind psychologically of the people. Imagine what their reaction would be, and then under that reaction, how would we get them to come together and and prevent um and prevent the reinstitution of the dollar? I feel that it's so multifaceted. There has to be so much planning in order to destroy this. 
And even in the event that the dollar goes away, um, without the work of the people, there has to be so much work done thereafter uh, for damage control and whatnot that this plan is just too much. This is what we're going to do. We're going to keep that conversation and that dialogue. For another time. Or rather that, or rather that narrative going. I want you and Farrell to continue that narrative. It's good for the culture. It's mm. interesting. It's intellectual dialogues. And it's basically strategizing in real time and brainstorming in real time because it's not a debate. Nobody's being, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, nah, no, most definitely. You still got love for the brother no. we build it. Nah, nah. I'm not saying that for you. That was my disclaimer to anybody mm. who likes to latch on to um, anything that we're doing as brothers with the energy warrior scholars and other brothers who speak in a way that is, um, you know, very indicative of the hip-hop community, right? And I'm not saying you per se, like you're a hip-hop artist. What I'm saying is the youth, the way that we talk, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, the energy. Yeah. So um, sometimes people mistake that. Oh, they're going, no, we we just doing us, you know. But, um, yeah, we're going to keep that dialogue going. Definitely look forward to that. You're making some very, very, very interesting points. That's why I want the brother to be able to hear that dialogue so it, he can add on more to what it is that he's, his plan and how he's presenting it to the family because it, it, it requires his um, peers and his brothers who may, you know, who may have input or questions, you know what I mean? And that's how we tighten our stuff. That's how we. That's how we're able to present it to the people in a clear and concise way. And the brother it seems that you know he definitely has an understanding um, to what it is that he's presenting. So, yeah, yeah most I look forward to that. But I would definitely encourage you, um, God, to if when you get a chance, just get into cryptocurrency. And I know about. I know a little bit about um a, a little bit about bitcoins. I got some brothers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Nah, go ahead and finish your statement and I'll say something. I said I got some brothers I know, um, they into the program and whatnot. Um, buying um buying shit offline, but in an untraceable fashion. So they'll use bitcoins and shit. I got a couple brothers I know. 'Cause with this website, um with this website, uh making I've been doing or this programming I've been doing, I got to meet a lot of different people and Long story short, like I think that's definitely gonna be uh I think that's definitely gonna be something revolutionary, but not I mean, nothing's really gonna change. It's just gonna be digital money. It's um, revolutionary in the sense that we may not have to work around. Mhm. Okay, go ahead. I, I mean your money is on your phone now. It's 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 mobile. I did a presentation and I showed an African from Africa who's young and smart and a tech he's a tech giant. He was like, Yo, we going straight mobile with our bread. I send money with a with a like I sent an SMS. That's what uh that's what WhatsApps and other people have begun to introduce. But the money is becoming bite is becoming um is going from atoms to bits. <laughs> By going digital, it's going to have a long tail, meaning there's going to be more than what you had physically, because you still had this, but so many safes that could hold your money. There's so many drawers or mattresses or Nike shoe boxes. But when it's digital, it's flowing. 
So the possibility of us seeing billionaires that are our age, remember, they're monetizing your brain, your intellectual property. What is your talent? What can you create? I can monetize that. It's called adding valuation to what we do. So the idea of valuation and bartering, and I don't think that's going anywhere. It's impossible. It's ingrained in us. That's what we do. It might not be the white man dollar or the $5 bill. We won't have to deal with the dead president, but there's always going to be a currency system to add value to the one. I don't care if the world blew up. There's still somebody, there's still somebody somewhere that's going to take some uh, glass and a rock and create something that's, that's <laughs> more creative than what another person could do, and they're going to add value to that. You can't stop that. You know what I'm saying? You can't stop that. And then the gene, the DNA of people who are royal to this planet, who add value to things that they touch, add value to things that they speak on and look at, those people will still be here. And whatever they whatever they add value to, those things will become valuable. So I don't know about how we're going to exchange anything. But then people are like, we won't exchange anything in the future. We'll just be creating things. And I think I think so, too, yeah. We might just do that as well. I'm up for that. You know, I'm totally up for that. Uh, that sounds like being in the spiritual realm. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I know that there's individuals out here that we're not operating by what we could get, what somebody could pay us, money this, money that. No, the spiritual bank account is on super fleet. It's over, cup runneth over. The spiritual bank account, the bank account that gets filled up when you do deeds, the bank account, the real money, the manna, when you're sitting down writing a rhyme and the Scorpio King comes down, the manna, the, the gifts from heaven, that's, in, that's information that gets rained down. When you're studying, Marcus, and you're going in, and it's, it's sort of like waking meditation, and you're tapping in or you're YouTube binging, and you're going through all of these caverns in your mind, like the Matrix when he took the red pill and went through that tunnel. You know what I mean? You're going through the rabbit hole, and that shit is breaking all of the perceptions of a false reality that you lived in. And you wake up the next day, and you live in a new world. Because nothing is the same after that. Anything, everything has changed. Right? So, that right there, you know, you can't put a price on that. But you can add value to it. So this conscious community is rolling on rims with no wheels. You know how the movies when the car's rolling on rims with no wheels? We need to autoflate the tires. The way that we autoflate the tires is that everybody's drinking from the fountain. Everybody is, they, they leave a tip. Everybody's eating at the table where information is being carved up. No, it's not just House of Consciousness. It's not just Sarnetta. There's Brother Rich. There's Baba. There's KTL. These are all different brands. There's Forbes DVD. They're functioning in one place, the Mecca of Consciousness. They're representing different streams of consciousness, different frequencies, different information. You got different teachers on platforms. Like, there's teachers on Know the Ledge that are not on House of Consciousness. There's teachers on House of Consciousness that don't come on Know the Ledge. There's people on UGR that don't come on House of Consciousness and vice versa. And they still have all of the other people. People that work, that's cohesive worker. That's called collaborative economy. 
cooperative economy. That's the new economy. So we live in new economies. The new economies are more indigenous than capitalism. The new economy is trust economy. You got people going to people who they don't know house, Airbnb. They going to sleep in people's house. They don't even know these people. Sleeping in the room and all that. And you got people driving in cars with complete strangers. Uber. Uber, the Uber drivers are not taxi drivers. They're just a person that could pull up on you with your Uber. People trust them because this new economy is about trust. It's about collaboration. It's about cooperation. It's a free economy, so we give out a lot of stuff for free. I never complain. It's not about complaining. I got to put it on record that a lot of the guiding that's being done, a lot of the work that's changing the world, is not being done with a budget. And it's not because we broke. Because we're rich. We're wealthy. We know our wealth, but our wealth is more spiritual than it is physical. Once you master that, you know that you could create the reality that you could manifest a million dollars by thinking about it. Then you put it together on paper, which is a ritual in itself. Then with the power of the people, if you got 100,000, let's not call them followers. I don't want people to get uptight and think that we're referring to students people who are on, what if we all just on the same path, on a spiritual path, walking together? So in real life, we just all listening to each other, and, and because I listen to, yo, one of the highlights in my life, um, Marcus, like like um, Farrell was saying, I don't, nobody can say Red Pill let me down. I don't know who I let, I don't even know who I'm talking to. I get to meet people every day. That's the highlights of my day. That's the end. That's the currency that keeps us going. It's the love from the people, even if it's one person. That is enough to fuel this electric vehicle. You dig what I'm saying? Because you'll yeah. get shot down a hundred up. You'll get one love, but you'll get shitted on, stabbed in the back. Or yo, you, I, you I'm the. It's the passion of Christ over here. I'm on. I, I, I've been on my cross. I take all kind of abuse. You cannot fathom it. You cannot fathom. The pressure you cannot fathom the amount of stuff that goes on everywhere. Not it has nothing to do with 125th Street. Just the journey, bro. It's just the path. I chose this shit. I can't complain. I read my chart, Moon and Aries, and a whole bunch of other things. I agreed to go through all of this because pressure makes diamonds. Pardon me, you know. So you are living out a modern day. I'm telling you, you are going to be living, you are living out a modern-day mythos, a story that is being written in real time of some great people who have come forward and they changed the world. The money was not the paper money. Destroy that concept. I understand what the young God is saying. All of the things that you are hearing about of the great ones, the majority of the work that they did was built in the invisible universe, in the mind first, mental. Technology is mental first before physical. So with that being said, we got to add value to these lessons, to this, this formulas. I mean, I use the formulas. I, I win. My, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I'm on my streak. I'm still in my bag for 10 years. And I use formulas because I, I learn from people's mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm infallible. And I follow no man because man is fallible. Man has flaws. So I follow no man. I put that on public record. But I, 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 I take the formula. 
I take the formula. We live in an era of personalities. We live in an era of energies. We live in an era where God, the gods are back. So how you can't have a per- why you can't have a personality? You have to have a personality for people to know who you are. It's just that people don't know how to use these characters that are amongst us in this community. The best thing they could do is monetize them. Because there's a lot of fantasy going on. People would do great in the areas of action films and superhero epic stories. Facts. There's a lot of people in the community that have a good career in that. And that's no slight on anybody. I'm not even taking shots. You know what I'm saying? But I, I know I'm... I'm I'm a, I'm an artisan. I know how to recognize characters and personalities. I know what I'm I know what I'm seeing. And you can't be in the game and then complain about the rules of the game while you're on the while you're on the court playing the game. Everybody has personalities. If not, you'd be dead. You'd be a corpse. Everybody has spirit. Everybody has a sense of them them expressing themselves. They're emitting a light. They're angles of light. They are ancient ancestors all in one body, demonstrating and emitting their Merkaba, shining their light. So people are reacting to that. And, and the globe, how, the globe can't be wrong, Kenny. So all we're saying is, yo, we're walking this path, family. Learn from my mistakes. I am not perfect. I'll be on the cross. I got my day on the cross. You know what I'm saying? I know that I'll slip up one day. I've been stoned many of times. You feel me? But this is the journey that all great prophets, messengers, men, um, liberators, saviors of yourself, save your lower self from your higher self. Man, know thyself. But we got YouTube so you can see us on our path. We can share the information. Know the Ledge Radio. We got 700 episodes and plus with over 500 lecturers. That's just our circle. That's our Rolodex. These are people that we know. My circle, my network is my network. So I'm surrounded by not only trillionaires, I can't put a price on them. But the people are the real value, and they don't value themselves. We don't value what we have. We don't value the numbers that we have. And if we did, we would apply it, and Red Pill would be waking up to $100,000 every morning. Not because I want your money, because it's not about wanting your money. I gave you 10 years. I'm just cashing one of my checks. You know what I'm saying? I'm in retirement now. This is my 401k because I ain't, I ain't even cash a check. I'm Marshall Lynch. I'm just cashing a check. But the way that this whole thing is set up, I don't know if people understand the power of numbers. I don't know if people understand what era we're living in. I think people may be losing focus on what time period that they're living in. Somebody hopped in the DeLorean, took you on a museum tour, or took you outside of the realms of where you are in reality, and you think you're somewhere in the Stone Age, or you think you're somewhere, you know what I'm saying, in some place where it's a utopian society where niggas is wearing uh, leather robes and picking flowers or something. That shit doesn't exist. It exists in, like I said, Comic-Con, fantasy, epic movies, like green, green screen stuff. I got scripts for everybody, you know? But in real life... We're dealing with the now. People are suffering for trauma. I always say that. The whole community, the, the, the common denominator in this whole community is trauma. It's all trauma-based. Everybody comes together based off of trauma. That's where they like to meet up at. They could all agree that we've been a traumatized people by always hearing about what the white men did to us. They're they, 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 they telling us what the white men did to us uh, t- a million years ago in the galactical realm. And the galactical space realms. 
Then we find out what they did 500,000 years ago, then 500 years ago. And people are arguing how long they were oppressing us, how long were they killing us. Then we find out that a cop killed the little kid and we go crazy. It's confu- this is mental illness. It's insanity. It doesn't make sense. Phil Valentine and them spent decades teaching us about Europeans that were devouring universes, whole civilizations. And we still marching. So I'm like, yo, I in the circle, identify all of the members that are ready to, all, all hands on deck. We at war. Everybody has to participate in their, um, their, 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 their path of enlightenment. We're all on the path of knowing thyself. Some of us are further on the path than others. I, I, you know, shoot. And don't run too fast because, dude, if you get tripped up in the race, it's a stampede. A lot of people try to race and cheat and try to use cheat codes, and they got, you know, fatality, got taken out. Be patient. You know? Mm. Most definitely. And the only thing that is in our way is us. I don't deal with Europeans at all, family. They are not the ones that are in the way. I don't, we don't worry. I don't, I don't, I can't speak for anybody else. They are not, they're non-existent to me. When I'm on the train, I'm in proper Pisania, full regalia. They know what it is. I got conscious on me. I rep that. I don't care about the negative connotation because I know who I am. So I rep that everywhere I go. I'm on down, on to the from head to the toe. And they know what it is. They might have been escaping to Poughkeepsie thinking that they just got away with destroying black people and it was all over. They were just waiting for the ending of the movie. Then they pop then we pop up and they see, oh shit. These niggas have made a comeback. The gods are here. You should see how they look at us. Because they know this is not one of us. We didn't conquer this one. He's not bowing down to Rome. This is not a fucking unit. You know what I mean? This is not a unit. This is a warrior right here. And I'm sure everybody who's on a, on a frequency, on that wave, you could relate to that. Everywhere I go, I'm repping the culture to the fullest. And there is a reaction. On, yo, if Marcus, tell them this. If you could pop in this town, if, you, if your city can accept you, especially New York, this is the land of the haters and the snakes. You're doing something right. Is that a fact? I'm listening, King. Now, I was asking you a question. I said, just sharing with the family how people in New York are one of the most objective you know, um, people don't give it up in New York. They don't, they're, so, they're cool in New York. They're almost too cool. But when you got Uh-oh. people stopping you in the middle of the street, on the train, in the store, and they're like, yo, I'm watching. It's not just Red Pill. I'm not in my glory moment. I'm saying that they're watching all of the platforms, and there are thousands upon thousands of people that you will not know that they're quote-unquote conscious, and they are on the wave so everyone is watching so so everyone so that so now that we know that everyone is watching red pill is saying this family red pill has a plan and red pill has a working solution red pill has figured out some stuff that took them some time to figure out red pill has not figured it all out red pill needs your assistance those of us amongst us who can offer help and assistance please do that Hit us up at KTL Empowerment because we don't want to see our people suffer anymore. I, I did. This is a labor of love. 
is going to involve currency, only $20 investment. Then as you move up, $50, and then $100. You won't even notice that it is missing. Think about what you do with $20 once every week. If you can't put that toward making history, you just cannot be a part of this. It's no problem. We are begging no one. As a matter of fact, we're going to have to... We get, people are going to be banging down our doors to be a part of the 30,000. We're going on campaign. We're trumping and stumping like Trump did. If these niggas right. want to give, if they want to take all of our attention, our attention and distract us from what these Europeans, these pilgrims are doing, don't have nothing to do with us. Yo, we keep worrying about everybody else but us. If we focus on us, we will be in a better place, family. Nothing that they are doing has anything to do with us. Absolutely nothing. I promise you. It has nothing Yo, that we could correspond on it. We could build on it. We could debate about it. But everything that we need to focus on is in front of us. That's all I'm saying. Let me bomb myself real quick, please. Um. Let's wait for the young guard to call in. Press one, Marcus, so I can open up your line. We got a ton of callers. Callers, we will be opening up the lines. 23 minutes left for the live stream, but you could call in and rock out. 347-637-2135. 347-637-2135. All right. Um, Marcus, press one on your phone if you're in the building. Yeah. But I hope the fam understand what I'm saying. Like, we have to give ourselves a chance. We have to give ourselves a shot. We have to give ourselves a working chance. I don't live in a pessimistic society. I I'm not I'm not going off of that frequency right now. I'm just not there in my evolution or my path. You feel me? I don't look about I, you know, war is war, war is upon us, but we still going to build. Things are falling around us because things are rising. Please understand that. And the powers and the people, bottom line, we ain't talking about running the war, you know, going crazy. We're talking about unplugging from the matrix, removing yourself from the titty, removing yourself from the system, removing yourself from the machine. Stop, being, stop letting them feed off of you. They're feeding off of you and they're feeding you fiat. That's not real money. That's not compensation. I agree with Pharaoh was saying these corporate, these corporate entities, corporate entities, Fortune 500, and all of these corporations that are sucking our people's blood, sweat, and tear, their energy, their intellectual property, their ideas. You feel they're in it like they're spirits. And then what are we doing? We're making these institutions, these um, corporations, these Fortune 500 companies that are traded on the stock market, their stocks are increasing, their bottom line is blowing up. You know what I mean? All kind of things are taking place in the terms of wealth management and wealth creation, but the workers are getting nothing. They don't even get equity in these companies, no kind of ownership. You know, they're not getting anything. They're only being promised a 401k and they're being fed debt notes, fiat for their physical labor. Think about that for the physical labor of building, putting things together, solving problems, managerial things, operating um, helping them put people behind bars, helping them kill people, go to war, shoot people, 
put people behind bars, put people on probation, put people, take people's children and all of the things that they offer us by being workers in their corporate structures or their institutions that we've come to find out the research are built on a foundation of racism and white supremacy and suppression of the black messiahs and suppression of the Moorish nation and also suppression of those of us who just want to live in a natural way, who don't want to live in a slave colony, who don't want to live under the oppressive regime of, um, you know, of the Europeans. All right. All right, so we're still waiting for the God to call in. I might just go to a song and then hit the God on another line and see what's up. All right, so let's go here. Let's play this new joint right here, Detroit Red Pill. We'll be right let's back. Go. Anthem on the track. Young Bull, no popo. Popo. El Filth, a capo like El Chapo. A noble, mega mogul. The game to be sold, not told. Sega Global. Star trekking, disguised as a Vulcan, the rise of the Sultan, the Scorpion Kings, when Berbers attacked, felt like sex, money, murder was back, the HOK merger was smacked, kept it further intact. I was saved by the culture, raised by the vultures, the Flatbush wave guard. We woke up the zombies and Flatbush graveyard. They turned in a slave card, turned in a slave guard. They learned in the day guard. I'm right in my script, ignite in my slips, giving life to the myth. The flow miraculous, immaculate like Jerry and Joseph Ken. The golden twins with the golden skin. Anti-Merriwit, Dr. Joseph Ben. Lost in translation, never been a time when God lost the Satan, the force awakens, the plug is Cuban, the source is Haitian, push button start, yeah, the Porsche awakens, the horse Jamaican, Usain Bolt, fucking up the commas like Usain's Bolt, the Luke King flow, fucking up Bahamas like two feet of snow, if you do need to know. I was a breakout of scene. Woke up having takeout and dreams. Having breakthroughs and breakout and dreams. Moves on a chessboard to take out a screen. Take out a team like Drake out his dreams of the six. Ultra like beans of the fifth. From teens of the sips. With fifths of the lean. Tourmaline on the wrist. The Force Awakens. Reincarnated like two chains. New name Detroit Red Pillar. Swore Enoch. Return of the Jet Pillar. Lord of God, hot the yeah, return of the Fed Killers. Louis Flip Flop. We burned all the death thriller. From Benjamin to Jefferson, from Lexington to Pyramids with Mexicans. Moving on up. George Jefferson, the underworld. Some of me for falling too hard in the summer league. True religion, true God on the dungarees. Then that's what bitty in my city. True God on the bumblebees. True God on the dungarees. Then that's who pretty is the city. True God of the bumblebees. You are now rocking with the best. King County clothing, yeah, rocking on my chest. My power pieces rocking on my neck. Seven heaven sea moss rocking on deck. No the less radio rocking on deck. Re-raising the bar. Mama knows she raising the star. Fire every time I'm on TV. Just ask Baba. Ultra light beam shooting out the macabre. Yes, indeed, family. There you have it. 
Detroit Red Pill world premiere on No The Ledge Radio. You already know that project, that Scorpion King. Oh, this is a big announcement. Scorpion King is going to be world premiering on iTunes, I believe, tomorrow, 5-5. No, it's going to be on May 5th, all right? And also on May 5th, we're going to have the Facts Initiative live webinar. If you want to sign up, free sign up. It's a free webinar, 6 p.m. on Thursday, 5-5. It's facts, F-A-C-T-S dot Instapage, I-N-S-T-A-P-A-G-E dot com. I just spoke to Marcus. He's about to call in. Y'all know it's late, right? So the young guy can't rock with us too long. So he's going to call in and leave his information. What we want you to do is hit him on the email. If any um, booking agents is out there, hit the brother up if you want to book him, if you want to bring him in. I really encourage you to do that if you're at a youth center, anywhere anywhere you're at where you can get 10 youth or 20 of them to come and listen to this young brother who's definitely one of um he's one of the great ones return you feel me and we're going to protect the brother we're going to make sure that the brother has what it is that he needs in a way that we would have wanted it to be done for us you know to have the resources access to resources access to um expendable you know uh uh you know um budgets like if the brother needs um, gift cards to the bookstore or if he needs gift cards to, you know, some of the electronic stores so he can step up his coding or his 3D printing. All of these things should be available to anybody who is stepping forward inside of the conscious community that has an active membership in the thousands, if not millions. And it is a crying shame that that's not something that's being implemented. So we're coming to bring a message of change, initiation, not condemnation. We ain't pointing no fingers. We don't want to get into any of, you know, we don't want to deal with any distractions. All we want to do is bring the information in the purest form in a way that the people can understand it, in a way that the people can absorb it and apply it in real time. Not a thousand years from now, not a thousand years before, right now, how to be your own boss how to make something happen right now. And like the brother said, it's not about what we're doing and did we do it and all of it. No, brother, you can do it. We're doing what we're doing. We're building our empire. You have to build your empire. You have to be responsible for your own vine and fig tree, brother. You know what I mean? And sister, everybody is on the path of man know thyself, not anyone else. I have a twin brother with the egg is split, but it's still man know thyself. There's things about only thyself that thy knows. There's only things about him that he knows. I'm his twin brother with one egg split in two. And I'm saying even with that, it's still man know thyself because I don't even know my brother all the way. So anybody else outside of that, you have to only know thyself. Focus on self. Focus on your universe. Focus on your square. Focus on where you're at. Support. Listen to, learn from, but everybody can't follow. All right, so let's do this. Let's open up young uh, Marcus's line three four seven nine three eight. Peace to the God. Yeah, King. Um, pardon me. I'm, I'm 
pardon me, um, I had to go and whatnot, you know, school situation. So uh, I just wanted to let the family know if anybody want to contact me, I'm at um, youngknowledge at gmail.com. Uh, feel me? Uh, it was good building with you. And, I mean, anytime you want me on your radio show, I'm available. I mean, this this was just an intro, you know what I'm saying, um, for your introduction, introductory episode. It is a classic, it is a certified platinum classic. We're going to press this up and give it a silver emboss on it. You know, the exchange with you and Pharaoh alone was definitely a display of intellectualism, and I'm sure it made the elders very proud. And also the, the brothers and sisters, our listening audience, who appreciate, you know, brothers and sisters in the pursuit of knowledge. And when the young scholars come through and they're able to have a discourse in an intellectual manner, very respectful, but with energy and with poise and with um, respect. Yeah. Mm. Are those your mm. own bombs? Hold on, man. You brought your own bombs? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pardon me, King. There's a lot of noise going on in the background. I couldn't hear you like that. What was your question? Oh, okay. I didn't even know my phone had noise in the background. Pardon me. Now, I was nah, just saying, brother, that... Um, Oh, on your end. Yeah. It's all good. I was just saying that you la- you laid out a classic, you know. You definitely laid out a classic. You know what I mean? Um, we have a lot to build about. I, I got real passionate. I had to jump in there and get and just go in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I look forward to a dialogue with me and Blue. With you there. You know what I mean? Cause that's a whole nother energy. It's a whole nother uh, a way to, uh, an approach that we take to interviewing, you know what I'm saying? So I look forward to that exchange, and we could definitely have a topic, you know, maybe one of, maybe one of the topics that we were touching on tonight, you know what I'm saying? We can expound on it. Need your information, though, uh, Marcus? Um, Pardon me. If anybody wants to contact me, um, show me some love and whatnot, uh, book me for a lecture or anything, um, I'm at youngknowledge at gmail.com. That's your PayPal? Oh, no, nah, not PayPal. That's my um, that's my Gmail. Yeah, get a PayPal attached to that. Yeah. You heard all right, bro. It's been a pleasure, yeah, man. Have a good night, bro. We're going to open up the line for the callers. Yeah. I let I let Marcus know that um, we're going to let the callers, if they have any questions for him, that's why he left his email. Just send a question to the brother, and he'll take care of it. All right, so um, let's get to these callers. Caller from the 412. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Oh, peace, peace, peace and blessings. I just wanted to give, man, all honor and praises to y'all brothers, man. I've been watching y'all and 
y'all just representing, man. And I just, man, much love and respect, definitely. Thank you, King. I appreciate that. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Pittsburgh. Uh, my name is uh, Brother Austin. I'm an adjunct professor at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm originally from New York, though, from the Bronx. But I uh, came out here Wait, to college okay. and Say what you what, what is your occupation again, brother? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm an adjunct professor at the University of Pittsburgh. I teach at the uh, Health wow. and Activities Science Department, and um, I'm been watching been watching all the platforms on the sidelines. Just been looking. Um, I, I definitely hit up uh, the red pill. Um, one thing I haven't really seen, or even really expressed or talked about. And uh, I touched, touched base with Brother Ripple actually tonight about someone uh, speaking from the African psychology perspective, from the Naeem Akbar, Amos Wilson, uh, Wade Chandler, uh, one of my uh, my teachers, and I was his biographer. He died, Dawood Akbar, who's a, one of Naeem Akbar's top students. And yeah. there are some things and questions that have been presenting and experiences that have been happening, and no one has really been kind of coming from that, you know, point of view and that perspective. You know, we got a lot of the camps representing, but no one is really speaking from the African psychology, which is psychology is an African science and uh, a comedic science. And no one really yes, kind yes. of presents those, present those, you know, out of all the platforms I've been watching and quietly seeing if anyone's going to do that and reference or at least reference some of those things and some of those teachings and, you know, I haven't really got have a you chance to, to Have you listened to Bobby, AA, and Panic? Touch a on little that? bit. They touched. I, I've bit. seen. I've seen. Um, I've seen one thing that they they were talking about. I just wanted to see if some of those uh, interactions were brought to some of those, um, like some of the uh, situations that we've been having and uh, that's been coming yep. up in the community. You know. Oh, definitely. And, yes. Um, I wanted one, is, one thing. That that, a, that, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the one thing that was really big and, um, that uh, Brother Dau worked with 25 years in clinical psychology and psychotherapy, and the thing that's popping up is this molestation and this uh, sexual deviancy that is like proliferating in our community, that has been proliferating in our community. Yeah. And um, one Long thing that time. I have. Huh? Yeah, and one thing that I had long learned time. and under long time. And one thing that I had learned and even I heard you would hear even Dr. Clark say prior to European and Arab interaction, you know, you would challenge and say, Please show me one documented case of sexual deviancy, teenage pregnancy, homosexuality. And he said it in a couple sound bites, but I had never really understood, you know, maybe not understanding, but it took some time to really understand what he was expressing and saying, how some of these actions and these interactions were not part of our people. See, I can understand, like, socially and our social interactions, we exhibit these type of behaviors because of it's something that's culturally within us. But there is a point in time as African people where we did not exhibit this. We did not have these issues and problems. We did not do this. And so now with the Bambada, um, if you know, in the area, man, we just got a DJ, a local DJ, hip-hop DJ, just got caught by the feds with uh, child pornography. He worked at the university, Duquesne University. He was a university faculty member, and he was a local mm-hmm. DJ, 
DJ, making beats and everything. And so it was just really, really big. I had dropped some posts about that. But, you know, as a revolutionary, we don't really deal with the issues. We deal kind of with the systems and the paradigms, you know, because it's hard to go at each individual issue when the issue comes up. And as a revolutionary, we know that if we deal with the paradigm, it affects all those individual issues that come up, you know. But as this is unfolding, no one is expressing that. Nobody's talking about that. Like I know this Saturday, uh, Sonetta and them are going to be uh, with the ISUPK camp and, you know, seeing the uh, Hebrew Israelites, you know, attacking that homosexuality. But they don't, they don't really speak about, like, the influence of how it came to our people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because not naturally ours. This is not ours. This does not come from us. You know, and they don't well, really talk be, about it. Yeah. That that would be the job. I think the Moors would be qualified to um, give that demonstration because they would be the ones who can articulate the ramifications of the fall. You know, everybody talks about the fall of the Moors, but nobody wants to talk about what the ramifications were, Mm. you know, and what it tickled up and what it created. And um, also, you also talk about the proliferation of um, Islam from an interpretation from an Arab perspective, a Persian right. perspective, and things of that nature. You know, um, then you also have to talk about the Germanic tribes. You have to you have to exp- right. you have to show people beyond reasonable doubt the origins of their natural foe, and that right. and that that could be easily given to them when you break down what was what was going on in the medieval period. Just give them the history. Mm-hmm. Identify right. the Visigoths, Astrogoths, the Vandals. They're the Germanic tribes coming out of Germany. That same tribe is in the royal seats in um, Britain. That same tribe is in the churches. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like this is, right. a, this is a warlike tribe. This is a satanic tribe. You know what I mean? Before nation right. states, they were clans. They were families. What they did during, after the falling of the Moors, where they began to insert themselves or they began to put themselves into bloodlines of royal families who had mm-hmm. ownership and who had rulership and who had empires and who had untold amounts of wealth, okay? And that's what they have been mm-hmm. continuously doing. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that we're seeing taking place is a personification of motherfuckers that got a lot of kids in their bloodstream, okay? Mm-hmm. They already mixed in. The American Negro is a new creation. It is not anything like the people that we've been studying before. We have to put ourselves into context of who we are and where we exist in this day and time. It's a new species. The African, that's why they having trouble giving it a name. It's a mm-hmm. new species. This mixture of all of these bloodlines that did not take place. It was a mixture in, when, when the Moors were in Europe, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a mixture like this. We got 20 seconds on the live stream. 347-637-2135. 347-637-2135. The show is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. K-I-N-G-Z-K-O-U-N-T-Y. You have to give it two weeks for delivery, family. We are completely on backlog. It's getting crazy. I need some help. Shoot. I need some factories out here. For This is overwhelming. You know, just simple things such as that, like in the community, this should be a no-brainer, but we struggle. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
But true. Yo, I'm saying like the Europeans have a history that they do not want our people to know about. Once the people know about the history, it is automatically a they turns a switch off. It's game over in the minds mm-hmm. of people whose reality is the perception of who they are in when in in, in regards to reality, like where they put, where they place themselves on the on the pole or in the, mm-hmm. in the you know what I'm saying it's a duality. So where they place themselves on the ladder, yeah, of humanity. That, if you ain't I like the, huh. I like that you're saying the the development of who we are is like it don't even have a name for it. And one thing that I had experienced that definitely, I guess as the I guess as the path of of consciousness is man is the uh, is the debriefing of the post traumatic slave syndrome. And, and we I think we saying it we keep saying it, but that's an actual therapeutic thing that I had to go through myself as conscious and as intelligent. And I traveled to Africa and did semester at sea and been to Kemen and all that and Ashikwazi and still had some things that I had to deal with. And it wasn't until I got with an African psychologist that literally like, no, you have to sit down. We, I will see you every Friday at 5 o'clock and you need therapy. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. And when he was explaining to me, even with my self-taught and understanding of consciousness, I still needed to participate in the therapy and I had no idea and I think because a lot of times, if you're black in America and you identify yourself as an African or African-American, yes, man, you've got that bug. You are, you are infected, and you need to debrief yourself. You need to participate in, a, uh, in some therapy. And I, I like the, um, the uh, I know uh, Polite has got some, uh, like a therapy uh, center out in uh, Las Vegas. He's getting up and going, and... Man, I think a lot of times, a lot of brothers, especially in the conscious community, I think that you know we you know we still had that stigma like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm conscious, so I don't need to go get no help. But I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I tell as many brothers that I talk to like, yo, if you conscious, if you're really reading this stuff, if you're really listening to Claude Anderson, if you're really like listening to these brothers talk, man, brother, you 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 still you're you're affected, man. You gotta take the time out. And go through the debriefing process still, even though you're working on your own. But you still need to sit with a African psychologist and go through the, you know, the the exercises, the mental exercises. Because, like you said, you're right, brother. Like, man, some of those things are left over in us, man. And that's you're absolutely right. Like, I, man, I I agree with you 100. percent This is my question. This is my question for everybody that came into consciousness. When you came into consciousness, when did you deniggerify? When you exactly. came into consciousness, when did you wow. kill the nigga inside of you? At what point was your was your orientation or even your initiation into this university? Please, I'm I'm dying to know. Wow, you know who holds you accountable for denigrifying yourself to be a part of the community? Because I know that it happens in the nation of Islam. When you get mm. in there, there's a formula and there's a process. It is put right. into place the same way that when you go into the army, the same way that right. you go into shock, which is a boot camp program for um, right. nonviolent offenders that I was in, Sinetta was in, Mace was mm-hmm. in, a few other people were there. It's a New York right. thing. But the right. minute you get in there, they de you from the gate. 
Start programming right. you left, right, left. You know what I mean? Put I, I seen how that military thing works. They train you right. to be anything that they want. Right. Man, so, you know one of the big yeah one of the big things mm-hmm. that helped because uh, and also uh, I got with Brother Garfield touching base because I know you're talking is uh, I've been exposed to the uh, Sarasset Society since I was 16 years old. I'm 34 now, and um, and that was a comedic African centered culture that I've been exposed to since I was 16 and interacting. And one thing that I've seen out of all the camps, <laughs> nobody from Rosetta society speaks like none of the priests, none of the participants. And for a while that I was like, why is, because I would see a lot of the art, like, I guess conversations and questions asked about ancient Kemet. And I'm like, you know, that's some of the stuff that we kind of go through in some of our things. Why don't somebody come and say something and I had to kind of like talk to my priest and talk to him about it. And he's like, no, we don't. It's not that we don't do. We're all watching, but nobody really comes to ask. We don't go to tell. I'm like, whoa. Like, but they're, they're asking some questions that really would help, you know, if you answered some of them, you know. But you're right. Yeah, man, that deep, that group got rid of that nigga side, man. Because I don't think a lot of, because what happens is if they leave Christianity, they turn around and, and treat the conscious stuff like another church. They 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 teach it like another. They trade one box for another box. It's the conscious Christian crusades. Niggas is an inquisition. You feel me? Right. It's like the Christian crusades on Islam. It's mad Islamophobia. (laughs) Then it's the inquisition on pseudos. Like find them and burn them. You know what I mean? Like oh my goodness, these people whispering like, yo, he said something. Oh my goodness, the suit. Yo, call them. Call them up. Call the priest, torture him. You know what I mean? Or you uh-huh. know, it's just it's just a lot of weird stuff going on and it's real game of thronish because it's like right. you know, little fingers and all of them is at play because they setting mad people up like, oh nah, come over here. Then it's it's three ro- it's three um uh Brassian soldiers trying to get you exactly. and you cut them exactly. up and be like, Damn, who set me up? And yeah. everybody wants to sit on the throne. Everybody, poisoning right. drinks and goblets. Right. The dragons is coming out trying to burn niggas. Exactly. Like I promise you. And so, there's a whole other, a whole other camp that we don't even know that is, you know, that's got the dragons with them that they're gonna about to come and set on us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Exactly. In the ocean, failing. Right. I have a, I, I do have a question since, but since you are a Morris brother, man. You, is there anything? Because I'm a Pan-Africanist. Is there any understanding or the realization that our people do go back to Africa, not because of a legacy, but because of intelligence? Because if we were to have a nation as a people, is it not intelligent to be in a land that would be suitable enough to provide for us? I mean, even if we reclaim America, but it, it, it can't sustain us. There's no real natural resources other than natural gas. Would it not would it not behoove us to go to a place that could sustain us as a people, as a nation? Would that not be in Africa? The tragedy in that whole question is that it's two thousand and sixteen and as a Pan Africanist you still have to ask that question. And I don't right. say I I don't put the onus on you. I put it on the Pan Africans. What happened mm-hmm. to the flight plan? Let me know. Whatever happened to the ticket? Did you miss the flight? Who do I need to talk to, the cab driver? Why the mm. hell did y'all didn't get there yet? Like, what's holding you back from that African vacation? 
Because nobody mm. has to ask me that question. We supposed to be over there. True that. I'm supposed to be getting lifelines from every continent on Africa where all of my Pan-African friends who said that they loved the, the continent, they was Google right. mapping the continent, they was on Google <laughs> Images, their whole vision board is from the continent. Well, when are you going to go? Because I can help get you there. We right. can raffle off some Kings County shirts. Like, we can make something happen for you. I just want yeah. my people to finally get to Africa because all you got to do is go there. That's where the magic is going to happen. There are the all the resources that, we need are there. They are technologically ahead of us over there. It's all kind yeah. of resources, and everything is waiting for us over there. So I'm right. asking the same question that you asking, brother. Yeah. That's one thing I'm that I always said of Pan-Africanism, and I always tell the family, look, the gold, the Silk Road to Africa is 116th. Don't ever get it twisted. Know Uh-oh. that your brother Red Pill was letting you know every chance that Mr. Longwind gets. <laughs> Not Longwind. It's cut him off before he starts talking. Oh, man. That's what it is. It's cut him off because what he does is he revs up and he goes in. And I hold no. nothing back. I'm Heru right. Kuti, so this is what I do. And I'm Tarudi right. as well. Right. That's right. So 116th is the Silk Road to Africa. I'm Gucci on 116th because hmm. I do business with Africans. I've been doing it. I was sleeping on my grandfather's floor when I first came to Harlem in the senior home on 117th. God bless right. his soul. If anybody's seen him on Sadnetta TV, you saw that man. Yeah. World-renowned um, Calypso singer. You know, Right there on 117th, and I, that's when I first came to Harlem, 2005. And I'm mm. on 116th, checking it out, being amongst Moors. They walk, they walking around looking like Berbers, B. Because <laughs> people, right. people don't understand what this is about. You study mm. history in order to put, your, put yourself in perspective of the day. Everybody is here. Nothing changed. So if I'm studying the Moors, I'm right there with them. I'm with the warriors. It's just a different army, but we still fighting the same war. I'm right there like, oh, and the commerce is popping. They're doing trade. They're dealing with family. They're dealing with loyalty. They're dealing with friendship. They're dealing with love. They're dealing with religion, but organized as discipline. Islam, not that Christian. The ones that's Christian is crazy. Islamic Man. ones are more alive. They more, you know, just look at the Africans. Let's just put them on there. The Islamic yeah. ones is crazy, but the Christian ones is super crazy. Super They're crazy. just crazy. I spent a lot of time in uh, Senegal. I even speak Wolof, and I spent lots of time playing the djembe, sabal drum, mm-hmm. and a lot of time in Dakar and Senegal and Kasumas, and tons of times there, man. And one thing I had never saw before that I heard about just tribute out was um they the syncretizing of Islam with the African with the African voodoo. They called it Dunla. Yeah. And I had never yeah. we were there and I remember um like everybody got these pouches. If you so you don't want to see so you'll see they'll have necklaces or bracelet and then the pouches part of it, right? And so um I was there with my brother and I was like, yo, what is that? Like everybody got that and he's just like, yo, it's called medicine. Like that's the only way I can Translate this medicine. I was like, oh, it's medicine. And then I was, so he was like, yo, if somebody ever wants to do medicine on you, like, you know, this will protect you from their medicine. So there was this lady there, and she was like, well, I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. 
and he just looked at him and was like, look, if somebody does some medicine on you while you're here, you're going to die whether Jesus wants you to or not, you know, and they were just like, and I didn't understand. It took some time because I had to spend some time there and seeing how they syncretized, you know what I mean, uh, that Islam, and they told it, yeah, it's a different, like, Sheikh Omar Obama, Seti Tuva, all of that. Yeah, man, you're right, bro. Like, it's a, it's a different, it's a total, I had never seen, I had never seen, I, you, know, I was, you know, my mother's Spanish, so I've seen, you know, Santeria and all that stuff and Condoble, but I had never seen it with Islam before, and it was just like, it was totally uh, different. These are mystics. These is yeah. mystics. That's why we gotta get. We gotta. They gotta. They don't book me. If they book me, wow. I would have brought them the lessons. Wow. This is what the Moors was doing centuries ago. We was mystics. We was magical. We were. You know what right. I mean? The West African. We was in. You know what I mean? Like we were doing things that that you can't explain, and we still are. Right. It just is what it is. You know. Yeah. So. The gateway to everything that we need is right there. Family, in Africa, because China is there, we have access to, there's warehouses and factories. It's amazing. Anything that you could conceive of right in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. There's access to labor, people that you can help with small investments. You can make their life a thousand times better, and these people are skilled in ways that many of us are not, such as in fields of technology. They are some of the top right. code writers in Africa right now. I promise you, right. some of the no, best right. people and in technology yeah. are in Africa. That's a fact. My father, my, my father was one of the uh, American refugees. And, uh, you know, Blood Diamond, you know, when the, when the shit hit the fan, yeah. my father was one of the American refugees. He was one of the seven American refugees that was there in Sierra Leone oh, when the diamond. Yeah, we from Pittsburgh, so you know uh, about the uh, United Steel uh, Steel Mills. So yeah, it, yeah, what really sparked it, what really sparked it was these little kids. They were out digging for sweet potato, and they found a diamond as big as a softball, and it literally sent shockwaves to major multi corporate uh, businesses. And my father, who was with the university, like they, the U.S. Steel sent them, and they were going to set up steel mills out there. And my father was out there literally. Like like kicking it heavy back in ninety ninety nine ninety eight, and as soon as that he was there, when the uh, when the coup happened, he wanted to be in refugee. We didn't hear from him for like nineteen days. The Nigerian army had to go up in there and find the American refugees. You know what I'm saying? But man, my father been my we been dealing with that. But you're absolutely right, man. This, man, it is just so wide open. But I think there is something like I think there is a. I don't. I don't want to sound no pseudo or spook about it, but I think there is some type of magic locking people's brains because, you know, you can leave from New York, man. You know, it'll take you longer driving from Pittsburgh to to uh, to ATL to to kick it for the Freaknet weekend that it would be to hop a plane to Africa. We can hop on a plane to LaGuardia and be in Senegal in five hours, and you would jump in the car and drive ten hours down to Florida or Miami. For the for the NBA weekend, and you would spend more money that weekend than you would than you would getting to Africa, spending less time there, and and staying longer there. And for some odd reason, man, it's just like a mental block for people. They just can't leave, and they'll turn around and there'll be tons. How many people that are on 
on the platforms. Not, I'm not, I'm not taking no shots. How many people on the platforms that talk about Africa being African centered and never been to the continent? Don't even like, plan ne- on going. And never Wait, been to the about- continent. <laughs> <laughs> Never to the continent. The like out, the like man. That's why I, that's why I can appreciate uh uh Sir and Seti, man, because he like man, there's one time he, he got into a conversation and like anyone talking about Egypt and breaking down Egypt, like, has any of y'all been to Egypt? No. He's like, you know what, I'm getting off the phone right now. I, I can't even talk. And I, I understand that, man. There's a lot of times even people with the Christian stuff, because I've been to Jerusalem and um, in Jerusalem, you know, you can take the footsteps of Christ, right? Hey, but there's three different tours. The Muslims do a tour, the, the the Jews do a tour, and the Christians do a tour. And people who are like Christians, when they show up to Jerusalem, they they don't do the other tours. And it's a told it's three different stories. And when I went there, man, I did all. It took me two days. I did all three of the uh of the steps, man. And you get a totally different story. But once you get all three of them done. Man, you get a whole new understanding. Most people talk about that Jesus stuff, and I ask them, have you ever even been to Jerusalem? How are you going to tell me about Jesus? You know, there's four different spots. They say where, the, where he was crucified at. Like, do you know that? No, no. It's out my, no, man, you, you ain't never even been to these places. Man, there's no, there's no, there's all it used to be. They, they, we, it used to be this. It used to be there. It used to be this. Don't nobody know nothing, but you go to Africa. Man, it, there is no use to be because it's still there. Man. Brothers, man, they lose it, bro. They lose it, man. They talk all that and they never been to Africa. That's crazy. I don't even know why that doesn't even that doesn't even stick out. Yeah, like I'm willing to go with a hundred of us or if a thousand of us want to go, I'm willing to do a three-month tour through the continent. Man, you I got need that. Like I need, I, yeah, I have to. It's my gonna DNA take and not no one week, not no two week. Listen, it's gonna nah, take weeks. It's gonna take I two mean. weeks for your body to get over the jet lag to reorient yourself. The water. A lot of niggas are gonna be diarrhea. Like you got to acclimate, reacclimate your body because most people when they travel and they get sick, they're saying like, "Oh man, I got sick." No, like no, it's your body trying to reacclimate. You know what I'm saying? And you got to, it takes time for your body to reacclimate. And like, you know, you're in a different, you're just in a different, you're breathing in different air. It takes about two weeks for you just to get it right. So even people who are going to Africa, they did for one week, two weeks. You know what I'm saying? They don't, you need to break, you need to be there at least two weeks just to kind of get yourself reoriented. And then, you know what I'm saying? That's why I like, yeah, three, four months at a time. That's why every time I go to Africa, man, it's, it's three, four months at a time. My wife, she gets like, nah, you ain't going because you're going to be gone half the year. You know what I'm saying? But you're right, bro. That that two, three week stuff is just not cutting it. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut no it. Doubt. I got to go to these callers, though, family. I appreciate right, no the bill. Yeah. All right. Peace. Sign up to the Facts Initiative. Facts.instapage.com. Right. All right. <clears throat> Caller from the 336-382. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace, Almighty. How you doing, brother? All is well. Peace, God. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine, Allah. All right. Here, I'm calling from North Carolina with the call now. See him in Godsboro, what we call Greensboro. And um, oh man, look! <laughs> shout out to Coach Kyer. Um, shout out to my brother D, Big D. We were out there in 1993. I got my introduction to Greensboro. Very. 
a very wild one, might I add. The minute we stepped off the plane, me and Blue, the DEA searched us. Oh, and so wow. undercovers, they stopped us. Oh, it was like, why y'all got all this money on y'all? I said, brother, man, we're going to enjoy ourselves, man. We're just living our lives. That's, we walk around with this. But um, very beautiful town, you know what I mean? Yeah, very very interesting. A lot of energy out there. Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, this is where a lot of people don't know uh, one of the, 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 the most significant uh, um, places where they held slavery, where Kunta Kente was brought, was down here in between uh, Durham and Burlington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And if you ever go by some rocks roots again, he'll say, uh, I was coming through uh, um, um, such and such count, I can't remember, but he says it in there. But they have a, a plantation called Stagville, and very few people know about it. This is where the whole Kunta Kente and roots took place once they, they, they you know, you know the story, once they break us in, in uh in the islands and then bring us to America and sell us in Virginia. Then they bring you further down. Mm-hmm. Right. But that place is called Stagville. You can look it up. That's where Kunta Kente was, was brought to. And then when they say uh he came to uh um county, that's where uh not not Denmark BC, but what was the other brother uh, um Nat Turner. Mm-hmm. Coming through after Chicken George has just came from the uh, a fight. But uh, I just wanted to say, Lord, I appreciate what y'all are doing. And I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, the meta and that's great and that's fine. And you study that and you learn that. And I heard uh, Brother True Islam, or Dr. Wesley Muhammad said, uh, you know, that, you know, even though those things are alive in our in our very physical, our very, uh, in our DNA, in our bloodstream, right? But when I when I got a hold of Supreme Wisdom, and 120, AK120, that when you read that message to the black man, it will connect all the dots from every other book that you will read. Does it tell you who God is, what God is, what God isn't, who what devil is, and what devil isn't? You know, in that book, he was talking about genetically. It, it says, you know, in the lesson, it says, What is a devil? A grafted man which is made weak and wicked, or any grafted live germ from original. So when you see an all-white whale or you see genetically modified food, it's devil. God, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, and me being, when I went in the Marine Corps, because I'm 47 years yeah. old now, I still train every day, teach teach uh, young brothers uh, combat techniques, boxing, what they call mixed martial arts or shoot fighting. I teach them how to protect themselves. And when I came in, I met oh, all kinds of brothers. Yes, sir. I don't mean to cut your wisdom. Have you signed up to the facts on facts Insta page? No, I, I, that's the first time hearing about it. Oh, okay. We need your services. I, I was just letting you know we have a webinar coming up on Thursday on um, facts.instapage.com. You can leave your email. We'll send okay, you the link you to your email. Now. All right, what is this again, brother? You got my number, brother? I have your number. It's in the call queue. Yes, sir. Just lock it in and give me a call because I do have a little bit of money to the side I would like to invest. All right. I'll write it down. Yes, sir. And, um, and, and Bill, what's that again, brother? What does it say? Facts what now? Facts, like F-A-C-T-S dot Insta page. 
Insta Instapage is I-N-S-T-A? Hmm? Yes, I-N-S-T-A-P-A-G-E.com. Okay. Like how Instagram it. is spelled? Yes, sir, I got you. Instapage, I got it. Oh, I got no. it written down. Yes, sir. So okay. I was saying that those books, it connects everything. So it'll tell you who 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 you who you the humans are and why everybody on the planet not human. So when I read uh, before uh, True Islam got real big and he started doing a whole lot of things, like I communicate with Professor Griff and some other brothers. Yes. When I read the book uh, Forbidden Archaeology by Dr. Primo and, and Thompson, Primo and Thompson, that thing is something else. That's when you find out about the different blood types on the planet, how they just used to be one blood type on the planet and how they mix their blood in. And you go through all that science and their history. And the, and the add-on to what the other brother was saying, Lord, about about um the the consciousness, Africa center consciousness, he didn't even mention the sister, Dr. Frances Cross Wilson. She addressed that years ago. Yes. And when I read the book, yes, the ISIS paper, I was at the university. Damn, yeah, pardon me. Pardon, yeah. And rest oh, in peace of Feeney Shakur. You know? Yes, sir. Rest in peace, Afini Shakur, the mother, you know what I mean, dear mama, and the dear mama, the dear mama archetype, Afini Shakur, you know, the uh, the mother of Tupac Shakur, she she became an ancestor, you know, um, today, yeah, you know what I mean? And the last thing I'm going to say, Lord, before I let you get off of here, you in a war, whether you want to be psychologically, emotionally, even right down yeah. to the food and drink on your table. And not just the food and drink, it's the air. It's like Dick Ray was yeah. here. White boy, what you spraying in my neighborhood at night while I'm asleep? What you putting in my food? What you putting in my water? And you're going to see people acting more stupid and more crazy and more stupid because of what they putting in the air and what they putting in the food. I almost died a couple of weeks ago. I went on a night run, and I said, why is the air so thick? I came back, I started having uh, mucus all in my nose, all in my mouth. felt like somebody was stabbing my stomach with an ice pick. So I eventually had to get some apple cider vinegar to get the mucus out my nose and out my mouth, but then I still kept having the pain. So then I had to get some charcoal tablets, some activated charcoal, because charcoal is what they put in gas masks. So it filled mm-hmm. out and it bond any poisons that's in the air will bond to that. So whatever poison I had in my system, it flushed the rest of it out. Okay. Tablets did, right, to activate the charcoal. Then I come to find to pick up activate this Sunday's paper. This Sunday's paper, and it said, seaboard chemical, dot, 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 25 years later, still leaking. I said, what? And that's in between wow. High Point and Greensboro. And these it is, and I, like I told my father, my father has a PhD where, where, in where our people are going crazy. Yeah, that's why people right? are going crazy. Yes, sir. Hyperviolent. And the last thing I wanted to say, Lord, is this right here. They just had a meeting Monday from all the bankers, right? And they introducing a new system called the chain system, which is about the digital currency. Because they just made it illegal 10 years ago in the state of Louisiana in some instances that cash is illegal. You can't use it cash at a flea market or a secondhand store. You got to go get a money order. Thank you. And it's coming. I was talking about that it's earlier, coming. the blockchain. It's coming. But that's it, brother. I want somebody else to get in some calls. 
But I appreciate what you're Thank doing. Thank you, good brother. I appreciate you, man. No yes, doubt. sir. All right, brother. All right. Peace. Two six seven eight four four. Peace. Caller from the two six seven eight four four. Welcome to No Ledge Radio. Hello. All right, we'll get back. Oh, hello. Show. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. All is well. We're here tonight. How did you enjoy the show tonight? Um, you guys touched on a lot of different topics, but what was the main topic of the show? And I want to ask because you guys were talking a lot, and then I had to walk away from my phone a few times. So, like, what was the main topic of the show? It just was um, No Delege Radio presents the voice of the youth featuring Brother Marcus. We didn't even plan on having Young Pharaoh here as one of our featured guests, but the way that the ancestors made it work out, the brother showed up to talk about his lecture. He wanted to add an epilogue. Because he was here last Friday on a monumental show, him and um, Sarah Suit and Steady. So what we like to do is we like our people to come and follow up and let the family know about our successes. Because we always find out about our L's, what everybody else is losing in life. But nobody likes to talk about the W's, so we wanted the brother to do that. And then um, everything, you know, the brothers had a very interesting dialogue, talked about um, money versus Mm -hmm. not having money. Uh, religion, a whole bunch of stuff, you know, so. Well, like I said, this is my first time calling into the show. So from what I've heard, everything was interesting. Um, Anything to support the youth, I'm about that. And I did catch some things about the money and stuff like that. But, you know, in regards to the youth, um, here's my question. And um, my question is this, do you think, like, far as the stereotype that's put out there with black males, and particularly in regards to the children, do you see or do you think that we are being um, not, rep- the men are not being represented correctly? Because I think there are many black men out there now that are actually in college and graduating that are also being great fathers. Do you See that? Mm-hmm. Well, what I would say to you is by noticing or by asking a question like that, you know, such a great question such as that, it gives you the opportunity to weigh out multiple choices. That's the, that's the power right. of that. You're like, okay, huh? Now go ahead. I'm listening. So you could say to yourself, you know, is this thing benefiting this lifestyle that our people is living? That we know it's not a secret. It's everywhere that you turn around. We're not talking about the good people that you know. We're not talking about your beautiful family members and your coworkers. We're talking about the image and the message and the mission statement that the culture gives the world, right? Right. Then when you see it, actually, you, you, we party to it and dance to it in the car and turn up in the club and get drunk, throw up, go to work, repeat, happy hour, and all of that. But when you see it in real life, it's uncomfortable because it's the same person pull up. And you you know, if this, you listen to a lyric about face tatted up, you know what I mean? 
throwing gang signs, creeping up, and then that same dude pulls up on you, you almost, you know, some people just get mad nervous and, you know, they start, you know, uh, 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 generalizing, oh, he's a thug, he's evil, he deserves to die, he's an enemy of mine. You know, they've created a, a um, everything in media, the power of media, interesting is right, the power of media is the opportunity to define our image around the globe, the effectiveness of these platforms that exist on YouTube, more so in the viral realm than a blog talk, but blog talk as well, but YouTube, like Nodalesh TV, um, like Sarnetta TV, like Baba TV, like UGR TV, Doggy Diamonds, Forbes DVD, and other platforms, even Worldstar is giving people a different appreciation and a different image of the black man and woman to look at like, Oh shit. I didn't know these people existed. Cause look at them. They're talking about something that's not sports related or drug related and gang related and death related. And I could go through all kind of other relators, but you get the picture, right? So we have consciousness. It offers an opportunity for people to wake up, clean up, become responsible you know, you have to create the um the 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 the, the news stories. We got to create amongst ourselves because remember, they're not going to tell our story. We know after studying the story that they are all agreeing to tell to the world about us is that we're horrible. And then many of us travel the world and come back and say, "Yo, they love us around the world, b." But the way that they're portraying us to these people is detrimental to our health. You feel me? They're lying to the world about us. So they don't want they don't want anybody to see the best of us. So they brought they, they broadcast in the worst of us and people are impressionable and that's who they're striving to become. And we are the um we're striving to be the opposition to that. We want okay. them to see God in the flesh and goddesses in the flesh and people who exude the light that they won't let you see on T V and their programming. They never had a conscious person in a reality show history. Right. Never had a what, black what man uttering anything about black African consciousness. Right. I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with you about how the media is portraying our image, you know, amongst black people and trying to make it look like we're the worst people on this planet. But, um, you know, I agree with that. But my next question would be to you is this do you think that and, and I'm gonna ask this question because a lot of times Wait, when I talk can I, about, I, I don't mean to cut your wisdom can I just qualify that because I didn't want to go into the next question and not make sure that it was clear oh, okay, it. I wasn't letting black people off of the hook I wasn't saying that they're that they're seeing that because the black man no I'm saying that humanity has fallen so low and our people our race is at the back of the race and we are looking at ourselves in such a low place. We've fallen so low trying to be like something that was already, it's a lowly people. They're low. It's a low, we, we desire to be what we hated the most, right? So by doing such, you have to get dirty in order to do that. You have to get into all kinds of sexual deviances. You have to almost get drunk with Rome. You have to cover yourself in the blood of Rome. You have to become savage-like. 
and, 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 and you have to become all kind of things that are outside of self. And then you see the, the opposite of that. Now you're able to have a measurement. So we're able to measure how far we're growing based on how far we've fallen. So we look at certain people in their condition and be like, all right, that was us in our fallen, fallen, fallen state. Okay. And these are the steps that we have to take in order to, the best thing I could prescribe for that person is a red pill or a blue pill or some green juice or a green pill or some Sarnetta TV or some mama pill. You know, there are many, or some queen of four, there's so many options. We just got to use our options and what takes us out of the realm of realizing that we owe, we belong to the totality and not the individual. You don't belong to one group. You belong to everything. People have put restrictions on their consciousness and they are stifling themselves. That's why we're not growing because everybody is set tripping. Like supernova said, everybody is fragmented in the power of a network, especially the internet, the silk road or the dark web or cyberspace is to connect the networks. That's where the magic happens. These Europeans and these Indians and these Africans and these Asians, they're not getting rich by mistake. They understand the formula and they're using it. We're not. 60% of the conversations that we're having right now have nothing to do with moving ourselves in a, in a place where we need to go right now, not tomorrow, like right now. This, could, this, could, this whole thing could change overnight. It's just about participation, and we can't put that on anyone's shoulders but each and individual selves. Right. I mean, I understand, and, you know, I, I actually look at a lot of different things on the of TV, so I'm very familiar with that. I look at a lot of things that he puts up there, a lot of the interviews and everything. Um, it's just a sad situation. It's just like we just have to find out what we need to – well, we know what we need to do, but I think the most important thing is we got to get everybody on the same page because everybody talk about consciousness, and I see a lot of times so many people spend time building on things, oh, that person is wrong and that person is wrong. Like, can we all agree to have one goal in confidence? in common, which is to build ourselves. And I think that's the most important thing, and I think it needs to start with the children. The children, are, that's how you change. That's how you make changes. We can't talk to people that's already older, that's already set in their ways. We can, but I think we have more of a better result when we sit and talk with children. Do you agree with that? Hello? Are you there? 